All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Exposure Runs the Podcast. I'm your host, Mustafa. Um, our next guest, uh, most people should already know, and if you don't know, I will be happy to run off a pretty impressive resume as a, a junior in high school. If you bear with me, I, I'd, I'd like to give you the proper introduction if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, All right, cool. cool. All right, today's guest is the class of 25, 6'9", four-star, ESPN Top 60, number 11 in the region, number two in the state, currently holds 23 Division I scholarship offers. 14 of them are from the Power Five. Um, he's a player out of Kenwood High School, Kenwood Academy High School, um, and if you will allow me to read off all 23 of your offers, is that okay? I, <laughs> yeah, like I, you don't mind that? All right. So your first one came from New Mexico State, is that correct? Yeah. All right, cool. And then from there followed Arizona State, Bradley, Bryant. <laughs> I was going to say something. When I, when I typed that, I was going to say something about that, but I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, Kyle, Power Five. Kyle Polly, where a friend to the show, Quentin Jones, attends. Georgia, Power Five. Georgia Tech, Power Five. Georgetown, very prestigious university, which I was surprised to find out are not a Power Five. I did not realize that. I thought that they were, but nonetheless. Illinois, of course. Maybe you could be the hometown hero with Jeremiah Morez. We'll, we'll see. Indiana, Power Five. Oh, Illinois is a Power Five, too, if I didn't mention that. Iowa, Power Five, which is where Owen Freeman and Brock Harding attends. Uh, I always mispronounce this as an outsider, so please forgive me. Uh, how do you say it? Loyola? Loyola. 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 Okay, Loyola. <laughs> LSU, Power Five. Michigan State, Power Five. Friend of the show, Jeremy Fierce attends. Ohio State, Power Five. Oklahoma, where Coach Moser is uh, now the coach. He came from Loyola. Mm -hmm. Power Five. Oregon, Nike Town. That would be my... Actually, I got a tweet uh, when I said you was coming. So a couple people tweeted that, can you please steer him towards Illinois? I said, I'll see what I can do. All right, so uh, Oregon, Tennessee, Power Five, Tulsa, Western Illinois, which was your second offer, Wisconsin, Power Five, and my son's namesake, University, Xavier. Did I get them all right? Did I, am I missing any? Uh, I don't have one for Wisconsin. No? Okay, nah. it said that you did, so my bad. So we're going to go ahead and cross that out then. Yeah. All right, so nothing from Wisconsin. Nah. Wisconsin, get on your shit, please. All right. So, I'd like to welcome Alex Austin to the show. Mm -hmm. And his father, Ryan, we call him Reno Austin. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys coming out. Um, thank you very much. I know we've been um, back and forth individually talking to Dad via Twitter, talking to Alex via Instagram. We initially tried to get you guys to come out uh, to the showcase. Unfortunately, schedules were not able to align. You guys were going to come, and then unfortunately, schedules were unable to come, uh, were unable to align it. But I do appreciate you guys making time to come on the show today. Thank you very yeah, much. Appreciate you. First question, right off the bat: Who wins in a game of one on one between you and Dad? <laughs> right off the bat. Oh, it's it's me. No question. So so I'm gonna just say, he's nah, he's beat. laughing. He's never gonna so, beat. So look, all right. So I remember this. Nah, so look, so so we one on one. We good. We go to like game. What was the game? We always go to like seven, right? So I had I, he was winning and stuff. So I okay. came back. This was like three years ago. So okay. This is how bad it is. He never played me since. Since then. So it's he found. So I got it was five to six. So he thought he was gonna win. He joking around. I get the ball. Score six to six. He say, oh, hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom. Never came. <laughs> never back. came back. Next thing you know, he talking about, all right, let's go. We going home. I'm like, what about the game? He talking about, yeah, we'll finish that. It's been three years. Been three years. Still hasn't finished. That, that was, uh, like, he'll never be. 
<laughs> now you want to? Well, do you want? Do you want to speak on that? Uh, like. That's that. Uh, what well, did you see the movie with? Um, what was the movie from uh, Richard? Uh, not Richard. Uh, with Serena Williams, the, the, the movie oh, with Will Smith, uh, when the girl went to the uh, bathroom and never came back to see her. That's what you did to him. No, I, I did this long. I knew this long before Serena Williams. <laughs> King what was it King Richard? King Richard. Yeah, it was long before yeah. that. Long it's, before it's that. Just a, it's it's a it's a it's just something in the basketball community. You you can't can't let your son beat you. you. Can't, it can't happen. Now, can't happen. now if he would have beat you, who would have been taking the trash out? After that, he still would take trash. That's out. what I'm talking about. Okay. Hey, ask him his Nerf record, though. See, I, I, I'll, I'll, you know, he's ask him his Nerf record. Talking about Nerf hoop. <laughs> ask him his Nerf record. <laughs> like, three hundred and sixty-five and what four? He got lucky on some of them little last seconds. Yeah, like so, Nerf hoop. Like, come on. So real basketball, you, you, you. It, you can't, can't let it happen. I can't let it happen. You cannot let it happen. And I'll never play him again. And you shouldn't. And I won't. And it's a, it's a, it's a rite of passage. When <laughs> he has his go. children, he could do the same thing to them. I'll always be the same. Like, never I'm the same way with Zay. Zay <laughs> so we played one of our last times we played at Matson, and I was winning. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was just like messing around. It was like, yeah, we're never going to finish this game, bro. Yeah. Never. And I think we – he, 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 he'll he tell you that he won the game because he hit shots after I'm like, I'm done. Like the, the score was like tied or I might have been beaten by one. But it was like, there's no need to finish this game. I reigned supreme in the house. So There you go. A basketball game will never change that. Um, <laughs> off the court, when you're winding down trying to chill, what's one of the favorite things that you like to do? Uh, off the court, probably just like just chill in my room. Like listen to music or something. Who's your favorite Get artist? Get on the game. My favorite artist, uh, not people I know him. He's from LA. His name Heem Beasy. Okay. I listen to him, or I listen to Baby Smooth. Okay. So yeah, but then like just outside of that, instead of you know, I feel like it's still chilling to me. I go to Top Golf with my dad and stuff. Okay. So yeah, we just go to Top Golf, or I just go to the movies with my mom, chill with my mom. So you had, um, that's great to hear, and that was going to be one of my questions. So you had individual activities that you like to do individually with mom and dad. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. That's my mom dope. don't golf, so <laughs> okay. No, yeah, I can't do no Top Golf or nothing like that. Where, but like, it's yeah, it's just different. I feel like they two different people. So you know, have my moments, chill with my mom, okay. and do some. Activities, okay. Yeah. I think it's really important. Um, for, first of all, like a, a, as a dad, and before we got on air, you know, your dad was asking me about Xavier, which I, I appreciate. I think there's a, um, and, and again, when you know, way, 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 way down the line, when you do become a father, mm-hmm. you'll begin to understand the like that that space that dads are in when we're talking about mm-hmm. our kids, like it, it gives us a sense of like pride and when people ask like so like you heard me say when your dad asked me like oh thank you for asking like we get so we get so internally emotional but like it's like we just really feel good to be able to talk about our kids like when i'm talking to people about xavier and his little brother like it it's just such a a sense of joy to talk about it so like i'm sure your dad knows exactly what i'm talking about i mean am am i speaking facts on that part correct i mean it's it's one of those things that um especially as a a black man you want to you want to be able to put your child in a position to be able to move on and enjoy life and do things better than what you had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The baseline is at least what we had. Yeah. That's the baseline. Yeah. Right. And and so, you know, to to be able to to see him be able to have the opportunities, you know, that we didn't necessarily have, and be able to be on projection to be, you know, mm-hmm. above and better than us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an accomplishment. A huge accomplishment. It's, and it's a huge accomplishment 
not just to us and our family, but to other fathers. Yes. We, you know, that's kind of like a rite of passage. Like, man, I see what your boy is doing, man. We proud. Yeah. Like, it's something about another it's black community. man to tell another black man that we're proud of them and yes. what they're doing for their family. Yeah. It's really, really big. What's your favorite subject in school and why? You can't say gym. <laughs> you can't say gym. Can't say gym. Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> he said lunch. Nah. It's, nah. On on some yeah. I say to be honest, Spanish. Okay. Probably that. And I feel like you know the learning part would be fun sometimes, but it's like it's different when you really have a good relationship with like certain teachers, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like you work with them, you know they're gonna work with you. So it's like you know. Making it where you know, cause school, of course, you know, when I was young, it wasn't fun and stuff. You know, I don't think a lot of kids really like. They not right. for us neither. Right, for us yeah. either. So just but to like, be clear. Yeah, but like you know, I feel like it's a different culture at Kenwood, so it's mm -hmm. like you know, going to school Spanish. I feel like that's probably one of my favorite subjects. Who's your favorite teacher and why? Would it be your Spanish teacher? Uh, yeah, I feel like all my teachers really. Okay. Like they all look out. Okay. So it's like it's it's not really you know a favorite teacher. It's it's just all of them look out for me and. and I really appreciate that. So would that be the same for my next question is, who is your favorite non-teacher staff? Like a staff member who isn't a teacher, do you have a favorite? And can't be Coach Irvin either. <laughs> uh, again, like, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, okay. it's really, like, I, I really had, like, my freshman year to, like, like now, like, I've always just had, a, like, relationships with the, you know, staff and stuff okay. like that. So, yeah. Um, I, I know the, the few times that Bo and I have been down at the school, either with uh, Coach Andre of the, of the girls' team, or obviously yeah. Coach Irvin, or, or everybody, the, the fixer of, of Kenwood, which is smooth. Um, See, that, that, that's what I thought he was going to say when you yeah, started asking. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. They, they, Sm smooth is... They have oh, a, they have I a, forgot. Yeah. 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 Okay, it. nah, he do be on the third floor, like, just, you smooth know. Smooth is... Right? What, 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 what you call him? You don't call him smooth. What they call him in the school? What they call him? Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so every time we've been yeah, down so. there, the, what, what I've noticed, I'm not going to speak for both, what I've noticed is that the culture of the school, right? So I've worked in schools. When I first moved to Chicago from Philadelphia, I worked in schools from 2012 to 2018. I moved here to work with an alternative model high school. So I have a little bit, actually, no, I got a lot of bit of experience working just with the culture of high school and then... Uh, uh, not just high school, but like that culture of the alternative model type uh, uh, students who are labeled a certain way. But what I did notice is that the culture at Kenwood is very, not just basketball-wise, because basketball, girls and boys, takes it to another level. Yeah, it's just extra. It's extra, right? But like the culture that I've seen from the staff and the students, first of all, it's like on the first day of school, um, where teachers or staff are hired doing their offer letter, it's like everybody get a pair of Jordans. I didn't see not near a person down there without a pair of Jordans on, and I was like, damn, like that's what they that's what they paying them in Jordans. It was lit down there, but like everybody was real cool. Even on the dismissal from games, usually got kids that's real kind of sassy and mouthy, and it was real cool. Like everything was like, now I'm sure there's some stuff you pull the curtain back. I, I get it, but you have to attribute that though to the principal. Is Karen Calloway. Yes, yes. Because the school is a reflection of her. Mm -hmm. And um, she does a real good job over there. And um, that's, that's, that's when, when you say that, that's kind of how it is. Uh, and and that, shout think, out to her. Right. And I think, you know, it was done. She's been there such a long time. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so it was kind of like, because if I'm not mistaken, she was a counselor before she became president. And I think Mike mentioned that, too. And so that goes a long way because mm -hmm. of how she deals with the kids mm -hmm, even mm -hmm, before she mm -hmm, became mm -hmm. 
that that principle. And okay. I think, you know, in, in education, she knows the kids and everything is about the kids with her. I, I believe that. I remember when we, again, when we had Coach Irwin up here, he spoke very highly of her. I've seen her at the games that we've been to. Oh, she runs that, when you start talking about what somebody might, she runs it. She goes over there in front of that student section mm-hmm. and it's just like, you know, they they feed know, off I, her. It's like instead of vice versa. What do you call that? The uh, conductor. You know, uh, yeah, the conductors yeah, 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 on, yeah, on stands yeah, on the thing. Yeah, tap. Yeah, yeah. And then, that's how that's how she is. Nah, that's, that's how she that's, controls that's that dope. crowd. Yeah. That's dope. It's, it's good to have that type of atmosphere at the basketball games because when you go out to some of these other schools and you know right. what I mean by the other, they got a good student section and body and they kind of the energy. The players feed off the energy, so it's good yeah. to kind of see that at, at some of our schools. What's your favorite meal? What's your favorite food? Uh, mac and cheese. Okay. And some barbecue baby back ribs. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite game day meal? Game day? Like pre-game. Now I got to think about what I'll be doing before games. Uh, recent, I think it was probably, I'll say the most recent one, like Portillo's, okay. I guess. Because, you know, from school, because high school ball, so yeah. it's like, you know, the only time you can really eat is like, and you go out for lunch. Right, right, right. So, yeah, usually it'll be that, or I'll just go get a grilled cheese okay. and from this place. Like, they be remembering me. They be like, oh, it's game day, ain't it? Because that's and, when and I'll go in there. So that feel good, stand. don't it? Yeah, yeah you know? that feel good, don't it? They be like, who y'all got? I'll be like, say the school name. They're like, all right, you, you got a discount. Okay, ahead. that's what's up. That's good stuff. Um, what's your favorite meal of the day, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Uh, <coughs> dinner. I right, dinner. Rough day, good day, bad day, whatever. Just you know, have you a nice hot dinner, right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Dad, can you cook? I cook a little bit. Oh, you don't. I'm a. I, I cook the breakfast. Okay. But I'm a, I'm a meat and potato guy, so I I, I do the grilling. Uh, that right here. I'm yeah. doing it tomorrow. So yeah, it's gonna be a nice and, forty and, degree. And, I'm I'm the Bill Cosby type. As soon as that <laughs> sun show, I'm sparking that grill up. That's what you're gonna do. No, we got to get the other new grill in because y'all got rid of my old. <laughs> <laughs> they waited for the winter time and saw uh, a little stopped. rust on it and yeah, stopped. Yeah, them. No, we got to throw that away. He stopped using yeah. it. That's why. So, what kind of grill did you have? <laughs> huh? What kind of grill did you have? I just had a. Uh, it was a Weber. Okay. Uh, I, the, the new one I got. My um, my wife uh, is bringing it from from out of storage. Okay. So, and I'm not sure which one that that that, that is, but it, 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 I saw a picture of it and it's nice. It was nice. That's all I know. It's now, a nice big grill. Gas or do you prefer uh, charcoal? I do a lot of the gas grilling now, but it's more convenient. right, it's more convenient. But I grew up on on the on grill, the charcoal, you talk, yeah. the charcoal grill with the wood flavored mm-hmm, chips, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you know, I'm into the uh, the lump coal now. I don't do like the yeah. uh, the Kingsford briskets. I'm into right. like the lump charcoal now. It burns longer and burns hotter. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I got a big barrel grill and I got one of them Traeger grills with the pellets. My right, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that sophisticated. Oh yeah, yeah. He, oh, started, yeah. he started talking about pellets. Oh okay, okay, that's, yeah, I, that's know, some I, new I, stuff for me. I, now. I can do it a little bit. I, I got it a little bit, pop. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the apprentice stage. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good with it. Uh, outside of yourself, regardless of class, name your top five players in the state. <laughs> Regardless of class. Regardless of class. Like just top five. Top five. The, who you think are the top five players in state? I don't care if they're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. In your mind, who you think are the top five players? Dang, that's on the spot, though. I don't. Yeah. Give me top two. Top two players? Top two. In your mind. Outside of yourself, who is the top? Who, who would be after you? Who top two. After me. <laughs> who, who you think? Because I don't even know. I, I mean. Man, that's, man, well, 
that's tough. Okay, all right, we can come back to that. No big deal. Uh, no matter what team y'all play on, whether or not this person comes to your team at Kenwood or you go there, what current player would you like to play with? Tamaje Richardson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was my that's my that's my guy, man. I know he transferred out, but that was like my first like actual like point guard. Okay. Me, so Okay. Tamaje. Uh what previous player from the last say two or three years would you wanna play would you want it to have played with? Wanted like who I haven't played with. Or, yeah, from, so like played. from from the twenty three, twenty twos, twenty ones, there was no uh, season in twenty. So from the last say two or three years, what player that's probably now in college would you have wanted to play with in high school? Oh, uh, I say because he left too, like JJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like this. Like yeah, I played with him open runs and stuff, and, right. but like it was like actual Kenwood. Yeah, I feel like. JJ, that would have been tough. Mm -hmm. you know? JJ was one of uh, JJ Modest, Shikachi, uh, yeah. Diggy, Xavier. They, they were like a part of my very first exposure runs run. Like I got this picture where yeah. they like skin and bones, all of them, with their shirts off after we had a run at my wife's school. Um, mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, shout out to them because they were really the catalyst for me starting this platform. Um, JJ is a real good dude. I, you know, I hope to see him land on his feet. Uh, you play on a loaded Kenwood team. You, Chris. Dev, Calvin, does it get difficult trying to find your shine? And how does Kurt Irvin, Irvin and the staff help you see that bigger picture? Uh, I feel like what you just said, like finding shine and stuff, I feel like that really was the issue, you know, right in the beginning of the season. Okay. So it's like, I feel like everybody was, um, and I'm not like trying to put none of my teammates down or nothing like that, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's the truth. Like I feel like everybody was trying to find themselves mm -hmm. in the rotation and what we were trying to build. And I don't think everybody was on the same page. Okay. So I feel like now it's like, you know, Mike, Coach Mike Irvin, you know, he he put in a way for us to really understand that through practice, changing the ways we, you know, play with uh play with each other in practice and, and how we hold ourselves and um you know, he, he made it where it was much more easier for us to get get off what we need to get off. So, you know, first, it's team first always. Mm -hmm. And when, and when we started to understand that, I feel like now you can see us that show and, and how our games are showing, like, everyone's eating. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I feel like we just keep doing that. Um, and I feel like we're still not uh, right. to, you know, highest point of what we can be. Gotcha. So I feel like we just keep doing what we're supposed to do. Everybody going to be eating. Everybody going to college. It's, it's all going to be set. How do you think that experience is preparing you for, you, I mean, you are a very, um, you're one of the top players in the state, definitely, and you're mentioned as one of the top players nationally. How do you think that experience that you just spoke about is going to help prepare you for playing at that next level? Obviously, you're going to be a top recruit. You're going to go to a school that is already solidified with their rotation, their star players, and you're coming in as a top recruit. How does that experience that you're dealing with in high school want to prepare you for that? I feel like... It's gonna be a huge jump, but I feel like it ain't nothing new. Um, my freshman year going to Kenwood, I was a bench, bench. I was just there to be there, to be mm -hmm. honest. I feel like my dad was really um, the reason why I was even dressing on the bench. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I ain't never really thought about it for real, but now I think about it, it's like how you go from not playing a ticket time on varsity, you straight, strictly JV, now mm -hmm. you starting on varsity mm -hmm. next year. So it just shows me like how much you can do, and it's all, really all mental. Like, I had the same body and everything, you know, same skill set, everything. It's mm -hmm. just getting in the gym and trying to perfect it as much as I can. So I feel like if, if I was able to do that in high school, the way it was, the way my lineup was, and, um, you know, not a, having, you know, expectations like how I do now, 
I feel like the expectation is going to make me want to, you know, even go harder. So I just feel like that jump, you know, knowing that college, you know, they're going to have their rotation and mm -hmm, all that. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, I feel like it ain't going to be a struggle. I mean, of course, it's going to be a struggle. I you know, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but like, I do. I do. But, like, actually. You'll be prepared for it. Yeah, I'll be yeah. totally prepared for that. Okay. You know? so. um, Dad, just for one second, taking your, and I know how difficult this is, but I, I love to do it for Xavier. Take your dad hat off for a second. Put on coach, former player. Describe his progression, his maturing on and off the court. Like, can you give us a description of that? Um, On the court. I I um let's just say it's certain things about uh coaching that you see when kids are younger and you 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 know that they're special. Not everybody else can see it, mm -hmm. but you know. Mm -hmm. The hardest part for me is is a lot of people say, "Well, that's just your son." Mm -hmm. And what what for me what I had to do was to say, "Okay, this is my son." But I'm also a coach. I had other players. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I took the route of I was probably harder on him. You know, it was times where I can remember during the summer, people were like, well, you're the only person I know that if, if I was a coach of the team, ain't no way, excuse me, ain't no way in hell my son wouldn't mm -hmm. be playing mm -hmm. a certain amount of minutes. Mm -hmm. But I'm a competitor. I want to win. Mm -hmm. First. You know, I want to win first. Mm -hmm. So – Either he's going to step up to the plate or I'm doing what? Cutting somebody else short of where they need to be. So for the, for the longest, I struggled because, you know, a lot of people didn't see it. Some, a lot of people did see it, but then as we got older, they didn't want to see it. Mm. I put my son on the back burner for other kids, but I knew where his was going. Mm. And so as that thing changed around, then it became, you know, well, it, Alex only doing it because you his dad. No, that's that, that's not it. And then you pick up and then you start to see, you know, so for me now, as you say, as a coach, I watch these same people say, oh, damn, he, I guess he is kind of good. Mm -hmm. But as a coach and, and, and knowing talent and developing talent, You've seen it was there. It's just that you got to learn how to maneuver it. Mm -hmm. And it was tough because I'm coach and I'm father yeah. and everybody else just wants their child to be the one. Yeah. And so now I got to figure out how to balance it. But I also got to figure out the worst case scenario is, is you just better win. Because if you don't, you're going to get it from all from over. All yeah. But if you win... They can't say nothing. They can't say anything. Can't say anything. And so, which, which you just triggered something. So, yeah. so not even being, I, not to put myself down, right. I'm not on, I, I've never been on the coaching, I know the game. Right. I, I've, never, I've never played professionally. I've never played at the next level. Um, one of the reasons why I had to stop coaching Xavier, like I coached him through middle school and a little mm -hmm. bit as he was getting older, I stopped coaching because I, I was having a difficult time separating dad and coach from the redirecting him on the court to how they get to like, oh, oh coach aside, I'll knock your ass out with that attitude. I'm, I'm still your dad. So I had to. He, he, he remembered them days. Yeah, so, so let me tell you about this one time at Madison. Xavier wasn't doing something right. Now I'm, co I'm coaching him. No dad, no nothing. I'm coaching him. Mm -hmm. And he like, at this time, Xavier was like one of the best players in the South suburbs. And 
one of the reasons why I started the platform is because right. we were outsiders and I didn't think blah blah blah. We playing the game and he like he like dicking around on the court and I'm like, as a coach, I'm getting I'm like fired up. And he come over to the bench and I'm and I'm like getting into him and his vibe was like I was seconds from taking the dad hat off and knocking his ass out. I mean taking the coach hat off. And I I, I didn't even put I was I was subbing him out. He was like, you know what? No dog, you can't even go you can't even sit on my bench. Go over there and sit with your fucking mother. She understands with my, my, my son who was not even two months old. You can't even sit on you you done for the for the game. You done. Go sit in the stands with your mother. And it was at that moment when I'm like, you know what? I, I can't, he can't and I can't do this dad coach thing. And so I stopped. From then on, like after that little season or whatever, I didn't I had I haven't coached him again since then. And see, I I went through some of those. I, I I'll just say, uh, thank you very much, Corey Bradford. <clears throat> because that's who we coach together. <laughs> and so his thing was, is Reno, I'll take Alex, you take Chase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> switch off. Yeah. Yeah. So I was coaching everybody else, and he was like, I'll handle Alex, yeah. and you handle Chase. And so that's, that was kind of the You got to do that. And, and, yeah. that. and that's what we did. But what the, big, the biggest thing for me was is, you know, I knew he was talented. But I also know, because I'm born and raised here in Chicago, mm. I know what the expectations are. Yeah. Especially as a high-level athlete. I know what all of it. And they didn't believe that he was a mm -hmm. high-caliber athlete. Mm -hmm. I knew he was. And that's where it was difficult. When did you see him starting to believe what you was already believing? And is, is he? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you where, I, where it first hit me. I, I remember we were, we were in Vegas, and we were in, he was in eighth grade. And uh, we would go back and forth, and he would just say, Dad, I, you know, I, I would, you know, those car rides home. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, you should do da 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 He was like, I was like, if you don't want to do it, then let me know I'm done. I, you know, yeah. if you don't want to be here, <laughs> then quit. Yeah. And he was like, well, I don't want to do it no more. I quit. <laughs> and so he called your bluff. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't call the bluff. He said, I quit. And, and he, no, he was serious. He was like, this fuck you I'm done I don't want if I gotta deal with it I, I'm done I quit and I'm just like you done ran him away from the game and you know damn well mm. that nah and so I just shut up the rest of the way and then the next day we had a big game you know and I'm just like you know just kind of just like trying to play it off like Corey get your boy Corey mm. get your boy and um I never forget it I mean we were playing and you know it was just one of those things people would just they would start complaining about this complaining about that why is he out on the court why is he doing this why is he doing that and then it's time you know a game got close and it was, it was one of those games and you know now all of a sudden we looking and we draw up a play and he shoots the game he boom knock it down and it was like wasn't even a thought we talking about somebody you know not even a thought of just give me the ball this is what I do. Mm. That mentality, you can't teach that. Yeah. You can't teach it. You and, either got it or you, you don't. You got it or you don't. And so I knew that it was there. But his biggest thing, what really made him want to go to that next level was, is, and I'll never, I, I, I never forget it, he got his first in-game dunk. <laughs> now, mind you, he hit about 6'4". We had, at this time, we had uh, Bryce Hurd. He was mm. number one. Right, 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 and, right, right. And he was just dunking. Whenever we get breaks, he was just dunking. 
and Alex didn't get it done. So his thing was, is I, you know, I want one. I want one, and he got one. And once he got that dunk, then he started saying, because his thing was, is man, why I'm not dunking? But what people didn't understand <laughs> no was, bounce, yeah, but you know, he, he thought it was the, you know the, the Caucasian gene taking over. But <laughs> no. I'm like, dang, he getting up there dunking. Everybody want to dunk. But but the catch was is, is his the way he grew and his growth, yeah. like. I was dunking loose too. His like, feet, <laughs> like he wears a 17 shoe. Yeah. So, Jeez, so man. now you know his feet was bigger than everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody would always complain he too slow. He don't do this. He don't do that. And the reality was is he ain't grew into his body. Right, mm -hmm. right. So, and as a coach and as an evaluator, I know what it looked like when people peak mm -hmm. and level out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know he had IQ. Passing the ball, wasn't worrying about scoring, can shoot it. And I knew that he still was going yeah, to growing. be growing. Mentally, too. And mentally. Yeah. Because he was always younger than everybody. Right, 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 right. 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 And people forget right. about that, too. They forget yeah. about that. Oh, we had, um, was, it, was, it, was it Richard or was it Quentin where, I think it was Richard, where they play at such a high level, but they are still very young. And I ran into Rich's dad and his mom, and at one point it was like, yeah, Rich about to be, you know, at one point it was, Rich about to be 16. I'm like, about to be 16? The boy looked like he's 37. It's in today's basketball world, everybody reclasses. Everybody's always a year or two years yeah, old. That too. So, yeah, that too. I mean, like, for the 2025 class, you know, Alex doesn't make 17 until next week. Right, everybody right. else is 17 some turning 18. Mm -hmm. You got something that's 16 that's still in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, well, we ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk yeah, about that. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. That's a two-part question. How difficult was it for you to take off or to separate dad versus coach? And then also, too, um, why is it? And Xavier does this too. Why is it that it seems like, as us as fathers, whether we are you know fathering or joking, but like. We'll say something to y'all, and it's kind of like, meh, meh. But somebody else will say almost verbatim the same thing right. without prompting us, and the shit is gospel. Why is that? So, help, so help, which help one me you want me to ask? You can answer either so what one, was first. The first one So the first part is, how difficult was it for you to take off or to separate dad versus coach? Right, right. Okay. So, um, for me, I've always been coaching my dad, like, my whole life. Okay. So it was like, even through the, you know, me being mad at him for mm -hmm. some reason, because he's telling me the right thing. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Right. All right. And I'll get into why I feel like that. All right. But I've been coached by my dad my whole life. So it was like, you know, I think what when was the transition? Yeah, the transition was really, even though he was like an assistant coach, he never used to, he, he still like now, like he don't even like, oh, he still do, but he don't really coach me a lot because, you know, we got like, seven coaches on the bench <laughs> and now you got the head coach <laughs> and he not the head coach so i think that transition really happened through aau no nah, no nah, through through my sophomore year going okay. to basketball because he was my AAU coach too but um no nah, I, I i feel like that transition was kind of at first you know i'm thinking to myself like like i started in practice like the nervous, I was nervous because it's like I felt like I always had to prove something because my dad not the head coach, mm. so it's like I got to prove, 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 and and now I'm thinking too much. Now I can't okay. play my game. That's fair. So it's like I had to realize, you know, at the end of the day, like, um, 
my dad's still going to be there when I get out of practice. Before practice, after it's just in the middle of the practice, you got a head coach. Now you got to do what he wants. Mm -hmm. And it's not a big deal. I mean, and, and that's when the relationship got to hit with the head coach. So I feel like when I started gaining that and, you know, realized, you know, just because my dad not the coach don't mean nothing. He's still in my ear, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like that transition was, it, it was at first, it was kind of, you know, like nerve-wracking. But then it, you know, it's smooth. It's leveled out. Yeah, it's smooth now. And, and so for us, you know, as dads, I will say that um, as long as we have, we position ourselves, whether purposeful or thankfully just the, the way that we carry ourselves as far as character go. Like for me, I don't, I don't know who would this be for you, you know, but for me, it's Diggy's father, Eric Tillery. He, he's the person for me where I don't have to tell him. He'll pick up on something where he would just go and talk to Xavier, right? And it's usually, 95% of the time, it's usually something verbatim that I had already said to him, of whether it's school-related, basketball-related, or just as he's growing. And Eric, since I moved here, has always been that person. Now, I have people from back home, even people here, like my guy Tyree Booker, my guy Anthony Haley, but from, and those are my inner circle guys. And, and while Eric is one of my inner circle guys, I mean, he's, he's from here. Like, right. that relationship was cultivated and, and grown and developed since I've been in Chicago. And so, for him, for me, he was always that person where um, I can remember a, a, a lot of times where I was frustrated with Zay when you know he played at Colin Powell with Diggy, or even you know when Eric would pop up at a game over at Marist and then eventually at Oakland, and it was just like, I'll, I'll talk to him. Don't don't worry about it. Or just kind of reaching out to Zay, texting or calling him just to kind of check in. So for us as dads, it's always good to have those people around that um, we know is going to pour into our kids whether we are around or not. And that our kids are going to respect whether we're around or not. Like it's right. that's really really important um, in our community to ha to have that. Like I grew up in Atlanta of having that community based. I couldn't go here without you know brother such and such saying something right. to me. I couldn't go here. With, so it was like a tripod of like damn I can't do nothing around here because these brothers is always pouring into me and trying to make sure I'm on the right path. So that's really really, really important. Uh, we had Coach Urban up here on the show. Very funny. Was very easy to talk to. Very open. Um, he actually surprised me in that prior to actually meeting him right wrong or indifferent I had my own thoughts on coach Urban right <laughs> I, I, I'll yeah. be the first to admit that and 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 before my interview with him my guy Anthony Haley told me like well you're gonna end up liking him because he's just like you and I'm like nah I'm interested in the interview I, I want to hear what he has to say he, I, I felt like I walked out he walked out of here like my best friend after that like I'm like damn this guy got so much in common with me, just just his personality. My question to you is, what is he like as a coach? Like, what is he like as a, as a man? What is he like with the team? Like, describe him. Um, I feel like a lot of people, like when they see how he coach out, you know, getting all mad and stuff and all that, I feel like they laugh and they joke, but it's like they don't understand, you know, what he puts in mm -hmm. though, and why he act like that certain times. You know, it's him as a coach, like, he just want to win. Like, he really hungry for it. Like, mm -hmm. his background of, you know, having siblings and, and mm -hmm. who his father and his mm -hmm. mother was, you know? So That's it's deep like, right there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beyond deep. And I was there since I was a little kid, too. I was always around. So I feel like it's definitely going to be different, especially when now, now I'm playing for him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I feel like, um, you know, just the way he coaches is, is, is he hungry. Like, even if he gets to the top of the top, he's still hungry. Like, when we got ranked preseason number one, like, even though, you know, okay, we uh, 
we lost and all this. All right, we get that, but it's like that ain't gonna take him down. It ain't gonna take nobody down. So his his mindset is just win, 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 and that's what he's been trying to do. So it's like, you know, him as a coach, he's he a really good coach. Like that's that what you just said was actually very um was very deep. What you said as it relates to Coach Urban, the family, mm -hmm. the expectations of the family, right. win, 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 win. Right. You know, a, a brother that played in the NBA, obviously, mm -hmm. his, one of his brothers is coaching um, in, in, in college. Um, hell, his sister is, you know, one of the top CPS administrators. Mm -hmm. So their family has developed a culture of winner, winners mm -hmm. and winning. Right. And so to kind of, you know, see that in his players like for you to describe it the way that you described it was 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 really good um what's your honest what are your honest thoughts on the entire aau scene circuit do you think it's necessary and are y'all playing a lot of basketball uh and do you think it's necessary yeah i mean it, people people look at it, you know a lot of games and stuff like that yeah but but i mean you're only helping yourself I mean, when you kill, kill, and, and kill, you know, it's going to get to a point where now you're making it where everyone's going to come out to watch you. Mm -hmm. So it's like some people, they'll be like, you know, we ain't got a lot of people at our game and stuff. Or just work your, just keep working, keep working. They're going to find you, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like no matter, you know, EYBL, the UAA, is that UAA? Under Armour. Yeah. Under Armour, yep, yep. It don't matter what you what circuit you in, to be honest. Like, it really doesn't. Like, they're going to find you. Okay. So. Um, how has your recruiting experience been overall? You had 23 offers. Uh, what are some of your likes and dislikes about the recruiting process? My likes is definitely, a lot of people be like, they don't really like that. But I like when, you know, coaches blow up the phone and stuff okay. like that. Because it's like, it just shows how much they really care and, okay. and, and want you to be at their uh, school. Um, dislikes? Uh, what dislikes would it be? I feel like, but this hasn't happened to me. But... I say a dislike would be if a coach is hitting me up, hitting me up, and I know where they just ghost me. Like, <laughs> ain't gonna lie, like that. That's that's bad. Yeah, well, that's good. That, that has <laughs> happened. But like, there's different reasons to it. Like, actually, no, I think it has happened to me. But the only reason why it happened is because I mean, you know, they still cool and all, but they realize I ain't going there. Okay. So like, you know, the first couple yeah, yeah, offers, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like low division, whatever. And then once they see all this other stuff, then they like last thing they'll say with me was. Keep hooping, and then I never hear from, from him again. again. I'm like, yeah, they probably right. get to that point. I like, get the business, the business though. But okay, um, so, yeah. what type of coach or program are you looking to play for? Uh, first and foremost, I just want a relationship with the staff, everybody. That's all I'm looking for. Just a really good relationship, so I'm, you know, knowing I can trust them. Because when I get there, my people going back home. It's my new home, so it's like something like that. And then um, also like. Uh, the team, I, I fast pace, you know, get in and go, get, okay. to, get to the spots, you know, and, and a winning team too. Okay. You know, I know people like to be like, I want to turn around and lose a team and stuff, but for me, you know, I'm going to get mine either way. I just want to win it. Just want to win. win. Will you seriously consider, if offered, a serious offer at HBCU? HBCU? A historical black college or university? Uh, I mean, it's I never got that question okay. before. That's. I mean, I'm never gonna deny, you know, an offer. You mm -hmm. know, I'm always interested. I'm open to all, so you know, I'm, I'm always uh, open. I've been. I'm. I'm a. I'm a byproduct of an HBCU. I went to Lincoln University of Pennsylvania, the first HB, the first um, HBCU. 
Um, it was always a goal of mine to help steer Xavier to an HBCU. Our offer never officially came, even from my own college, which was kind of disappointing um, mm -hmm. for me, particularly from my own uh, uh, university. But just seeing where Xavier was, I felt like he was a, a good mid-level Division One player, D2 player. And we talked off camera where he ended up going. I mean, he ended up at a great school. He's in the NAIA, but they play some really good I mean, basketball. they play really great basketball right. there. So, yeah. but uh, I, I would love to have had that opportunity to at least consider it. I think mm -hmm. HBCUs, um, while their funding sometimes is well below an obvious Power Five school or even some schools that are not Power Fives, I think they do themselves a disservice by not leveraging those relationships in our community with some of those high level athletes a little more. And even the high level athletes that have gone on to like Howard, you had uh, one of the Maker kids win. Um, yeah. They had, I think, uh, oh, yeah. Chicago State just had the two players, the twins. Um, oh, they, they, oh, yeah. yeah I don't they, know if they played. Yeah. I think they ended they up never, leaving. They never yeah. played. They never they played. Never but played, I just but. think that HBCUs are not, and, and, and even to see what Coach Sanders, Deion Sanders, did with the football at Jackson right. State, I think the, the HBCU coaches are afraid to get in that mix a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's almost like dating. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't want to be told no by the pretty girl, yeah, so you you kind of you kind of settle for what you know that. you can get. Right. You know, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> what you think, Dad? I I just think I mean H HBCUs. I think is is good for a lot of different reasons. I remember when I d decided to go. I actually wanted to go to HBCU. I wanted to go to Southern in, mm. in, in Baton Rouge, okay. Louisiana, where mm -hmm. my brother was, mm -hmm. was yeah. going to school, and. Um, you know, I was a multi-sport player. You know, I played baseball and basketball. Okay. I had offers in both baseball and basketball, and had opportunity to go get drafted in baseball. I was at Harlan at, at, on the south side. I started out at Leo, then I went to Harlan, mm -hmm. and um, that's why I wanted to go with Southern. And they had a good, a, a nice baseball program, but <clears throat> for different reasons, you know, at at the time, and I, I know now. It just is, and they stopped it. I think they even put a thing. Only so many people from Chicago they allowed down there. Oh wow! They would do things like that. People didn't know, but behind the scenes they would get you to come. But they would only take because I think at that time, back in the early '90s, it was Chicago and Detroit. They was invading, so mm -hmm. <laughs> southern, and they were kind of, you know, it was a lot of riffraff and stuff oh, down wow. right. That's and so, yeah. So yeah. you already know yeah. it was a guy by the name of Silas Parnell, and I'm sure people that hear this hear this uh, podcast, they'll know he was at A.S. McKinley, and they used to go on black college uh, visits yeah, visit. and mm -hmm. get you free scholarship monies mm -hmm. and everything else, and they would help you do all these things. I mean, it's a lot more exposure to that now, but mm -hmm. back then, that's that's what went on. And um, the thing is, is when, when once they know, you know, they knew you were getting these, they just kind of, just like, kind of, like Tell ah, him. he ain't he ain't coming. He ain't coming. And and, and 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 so they didn't put the time and the energy and the money into it. And I think I think sometimes they are making a mistake because some of these HBCUs, again, funding aside, because we know well, I know I think that the the huge issue a lot of times when it comes to being able to present to a parent to get yes. their high level school is funding, right? right. These Power Five schools got, and now we're in the NIL where in some the, the HBCUs is they they just can't they just can't handle, and so but I do think that a lot of HBCU coaches they are it's it's like I might as well just kind of play in this pool over here because 
they not willing to leverage those relationships. See, me, I, I feel like I could sell ice to an Eskimo. So if I'm at HBCU, I'm, I'm you got to tell me you, no because I'm going to keep know, coming. I mean, I, I know this is kind of just way out there, but you know who could solve that problem? Who's that? The same people who – what's the – what's the if, if you watch anything, because, you know, I follow something, but like the Bayou Classic yeah, yeah. or, or mm-hmm. any, any, any major, like the, the big tournaments mm-hmm. they have, mm-hmm. what's the – when you see a commercial, what's the first company you think that comes to mind? Subway, like a like a like a white company, <laughs> Coca Cola. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they always they always yeah, doing yeah, it with McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, they leveraging our so our, our communities. Our so here's here's my thing. If but when you look at it, it's really peanuts they putting back in. Yeah. But imagine if Coca if Coca Cola got involved with a couple of those HBCUs and, and provided and, them funding and, and, and created yep, the yep, NIL yep, and took yep, care yep, and and, and yep. you know <laughs> and took care of those things. You're right. Other people do, but imagine if they did that with some of the HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Now, you got now, now we're talking. We're cooking with grease now. Yeah. Yeah. You, are, you, you, are you really behind us? Yeah. If you're behind us, why don't you take two or three of them yeah. and put some real funding that's behind That's a diversity program right there. Yeah, that's, how you, that's how you do that. And, and you can even write it off in your company as a diversity sure. type thing, too. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, it's, it's different ways. I mean, I, you know. I, I actually, I, I, that, that's, that's, I didn't even think, yeah, that's not a bad I can't, you know, I love the game, and I just put it to you this way. Not to get off of what we're talking about here, but the way Dion and I, and I'll say this, I know people are gonna talk about me from left to right. <laughs> Zoom in on you. Dion Sanders and what he's doing for college football made Nick Saban retire. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, you, oh, I, I agree. I 100 no, percent agree. I agree. And I'm gonna take I it a step further. You know who I think is on his way out the door because of the whole thing? I think Gino uh, uh, Arrieta. Oh, he, he on his he, way out. He, he's got they they do not like the fact. Now this, I don't yeah. think this is a pure <coughs> black white thing, but I do know that they do not like that the leverage now is in the athlete's hands. Well, you you it, 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 mm-hmm. you could say it's not a black white thing, but let me just tell you something. At the end of the day. It's a black white thing. It's a black white thing. Not necessarily saying they're they're you know it's something that oh they don't like it because yeah but they're losing their players mm-hmm. to oh, a Deion yeah. Sanders. They they I mean they've got all the success. I mean just go ahead and walk away. Like mm-hmm. Ariema said something in one of his um, things recent, the other day yep. about you know where they pick you can't well, coach them and you can't you yeah. can't coach them. Well guess what they were being paid before the NIL came in. So you could coach them mm-hmm. in. The difference is, is it's, on, it's a different on, on top of the table now. It's, it's, Everybody can see it. So all of the people who were doing all of the back in the back the, yeah. the bags and all that, yeah. it's even playing field now. Everybody got a bag. Mm-hmm. So now, because they don't really deal with the players, and it's I'll, the assistants. I'll even go else. ahead and say this, yeah. you know, and I'll be the one to say it. So you know, there ain't nobody kind of coming at dad when it comes down the line or 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 him. Is that I? To your point. The game, basketball and football, hell, even baseball we catching up in, the majority of the athletes are African-American. I don't know the percentages, but it's over yeah. 60. Ba- baseball is a little different, though. I-, I can tell you that. It ain't, it ain't a lot of blacks in baseball. No, it's not. They confuse, they confuse you. But if you go get it, they, they, the Dominicans and, and, and different nationalities, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not going to do that. But I will say this. When I was coming out, baseball scholarships was peanuts. That was why I took a Division One basketball scholarship because it paid full ride. Baseball was some the most you got was just paid for tuition back then. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> they got it so. I mean, it used to be a time where a lot of the universities didn't even come into the city mm. at all. 
to recruit baseball mm-hmm. players. You either, If you were good, you went to the draft. And if not, you probably went to a junior college and then you went mm-hmm. on. But it was very few. You know, and I, I want to give praise to a guy, I'm sure you heard, with the White Sox ace program, yes. Kenny Fullman yes, for that. Yes, 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 yes. You know, and Rob Fletcher, they, they had that ace program, and, 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 and they both went to HBCUs. Kenny went to Kansas, no, Kentucky State, and um, my, my teammate, Robert Fletcher, went to Grambling. Interesting. And right. so they they do the the ace White Sox program. I'm from and they man and they and now all those guys are getting Division One scholarships. And shout out we, to them. We didn't when I came out. It, it wasn't really there. no Division One scholarships like that. You either went JUCO or you went pro. Either one. Either one. That was that was what you did. That was it. Yep. Uh, shout out to the White Sox program. Uh, I'm definitely interested in speaking with them guys soon because I, I'd love for my youngest son to play baseball. I did the yeah. basketball thing already, so well, like you, now you, my youngest. If, if you live in the neighborhood, we all played. Even the Irvins, we played Jackie Robinson West. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Shout out to my. Uh, yeah, I have to give a shout out to my guy, Bill Haley over there. Okay. Shout out to them. I have to because he's he's. He, I mean, to the entire family, program. Yeah. They're doing great things in that yes. neighborhood. Yes. Great yes. Um, so far, Alex, who has been your favorite coach that you've spoken with and why? Out of all the schools that have offered that you've had an opportunity to have a conversation, who's been your favorite? Not to say, Coach, when he names, if he names a name, this ain't saying you ain't got no leg up. He just enjoyed right, talking right, to you. Right. All right, let's just be crystal clear about that. Like a like a legit, though, like a legit talk to talk, mm-hmm. I can't say one. I could give like a couple. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So like um, head coach, Ohio State. Okay. Definitely. Um Coach, I just got off the phone. Uh, Florida State, mm-hmm. Hamilton. Um, um, head coach Tom Izzo. Coach Interesting. Izzo. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he <laughs> he funny too. Is People he? think okay. he all straight. Nah, he a funny guy. Okay. For sure. Um, and trying to think. Oh, oh, Coach from Xavier. Head coach from Xavier. Sean. Sean. Yeah, coach from Sean Miller. Yes, yeah. Yes, okay. He, I, that, that, I don't know why that doesn't surprise me. Sean Miller looks like he's a, a fun guy to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he, he knows what he's talking about, too. Okay. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I'll say, I'll say that. Oh, oh, and, and I got to say Coach Wilson. Oh, from Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Coach Wilson. Okay, so, shout out to Coach Wilson. Yeah, um, but, but it, oh, if I miss any more names, oh, yeah, yeah. trust it ain't. It ain't personal. Yeah. It ain't personal. Give me a call. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> no, uh, what are three things that will factor into your decision when you get to that point um, of deciding? Uh, like I said earlier, just straight out the bat, number one, like relationships. Okay. Um, number two, you know, weight, winning, organization, mm-hmm. or university. I said organization. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, but, that's what they are, but go yeah, ahead. I know yeah, what you mean. Go ahead. All right, so yeah, uh, winning, winning um, team, and three, um, three. I kind of what I say. I say. I mean, I already said staff and relationship, right, but right. really like how they are organized, how how it is. Like okay. that's why it's different from like when you talking to them, but actually being there on a visit, it's seeing it. Yeah. So like when you really there, and then you also see how the players are. Like every time I go on a visit, I always ask the players like what it is for. Like, okay. When the coach is not the. Like I'm talking to the player face to face one on one about the situation. They, do they keep it hundred with you? Oh, they keep it hundred every time. Okay. Like, like for real though. Like I wouldn't even expect it like that, but that's how that's how these players are. So. Well, well, knowing that you know you're from Chicago, the weather and all that. Well, weather and climate play 
play a role in your decision? Nah. Okay. Yeah, All right. I, 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 you know, trying to, I was trying to see if you said that, like, okay, where the warm weather school on this list. <laughs> All right, cool. So it won't. Nah. All right. Uh, this is this is a question that I love to ask the players. Scout yourself. What type of player are you? What type of player would a college be getting in Alex Austin? Uh, a player that could just play through one through five. Uh, you know, someone that you know will will do whatever he can to win the game. Um, you know, whether it's me taking a last shot, me getting someone open, me being a decoy just for someone else to get mm -hmm. their groove on, like mm -hmm. that's cool, but you're going to get me running the floor. You're going to get me using my length to my advantage against everybody else. You're going to get me, you know, when, when there needs to be showtime, there's going to be showtime. Um, um, definitely, you know, getting my shot, I'll create my own shot, you know, being a playmaker. So, and, and especially attitude-wise, like, you know, I'm definitely going to be there. You know, for the head coach, and, and my thing is, you know, I'm not one of them players that just, you know, don't say nothing. No, if I see something, you know, I want to tell my head coach, let them know, because I'm out there too. So, you know. You had that autonomy to do that. Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like that's I feel like that's what the head coach needs. You know, they might not say it, because you know how some coaches, you know, they. Well, it's my they, way or no way type yeah, of thing. Yeah, but yeah, like. Not you always know, what you say is how you exactly. say it. Exactly. Yeah. So yes. it's like, you know, yep. just tell my coach, maybe he might not. Might not agree, but you know, just letting him know, like, hey, you know, over there, he missing, he missing this position right here. He, he open right here. He got a little man on him on the switch. You know, just saying little things like okay. that. So. Um, I, you talked early on about you know your progress and development um, when you first went to Kenwood, and you know how that process went. So my next question is just kind of interesting in that, will the opportunity for immediate player time will that play a factor in your decision? Um. It's a yes and no situation. Okay, like, that's me, fair. It's like yeah, like if you telling me that, of course I got all ears. But I mean, if we gonna keep it a hundred, you gotta work for your spot. Like that's just what it is. Like it ain't no guarantee. Like you hear all the good, good, you know. But when you get there, and you ain't got that work work ethic and and you know to play hard and do what you got to do because it's a whole nother ball game. You're playing against dudes, 23, 24, got 25, kids. 25, 26, right. right. He carrying his kid to the game mm -hmm. in, the, in the stroller. Right, right, like, right, right. No, but like, <laughs> I'm saying though, like, for real though, like, you know, it's it's definitely different. And the reason why I'm saying that because I first had a thought like that. Like, I'm not going nowhere. I'm sitting on the bench and all this and that. But mm -hmm. when you, now it really clicked in when I started going on these visits and actually being recruited hard and, and by these top schools in the country and realizing like all right you know this life thing ain't no joke like this real life this your future so like looking at that and like really you know seeing they can talk good and you love to hear that but you know why they talking good like that because they expect you to work hard up to the potential that they looking at mm -hmm. so it's like when you when you see something like that it's like all right so they giving me what they think if i do what i'm supposed to do where i'm gonna be at for that team your response to that question and a couple others gives a micro seismic peek into your mature thinking that when you listening to him talk like I'm, I'm i don't know if you're paying attention to me but i'm paying attention to you yeah, no I'm, I'm paying attention so to him like walk me through your thoughts when All he's right. talking so it, it goes back to the question you asked me earlier when you were saying what how i saw him and everything else mm -hmm. and um i hope that that you guys get a lot of people watching this podcast so they understand because this is what's going on now in grade school basketball, high school basketball here mm -hmm. in the city, college. Everybody wants their child to be a star their freshman year. Right. Okay. 
And then as a coach, you know, I coached the JV program. Mm -hmm. I had it for the first three years. I gave it up this past year because I wanted to put more time mm -hmm. into my son. I've right. given everybody else's. <laughs> Sometimes you got to, yeah. He's a special talent. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me just, I believe that my son is a special talent mm -hmm. and will be able to make it at the next level. So therefore, I got to start putting, just like I put my time into other people and help wanna, them get I wanna, there. I want to be a part of that. I'm going yeah. to do it for mine. Yeah, yeah. And so... His freshman year, and I'll never forget this, he almost cried to me about going on a road trip with varsity because he dressed varsity and he played JV with me. And he said, I don't want to go. I said, no, you're going to dress varsity? He said, no, I'm on JV. I don't want I said, you're going to get your tail dressed, sit out there, play varsity, and you're going to learn. Mm. It's faster. You're going to see what's going on. I want you to learn. And then they started going on the road. He would have to go out of town without me. Mm -hmm. Go on the road. I say, you be a teammate. You learn. You do what you got to do. Because guess what? It's going to be your shit later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't understand it at first. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, as we were going, mm -hmm. he understood it. Mm -hmm. He probably averaged maybe five minutes the whole first year on varsity. Complete at about 30 uh, games. Maybe five minutes total. Mm. Nah, like three. <laughs> I, I, had, I, I had a career high too. I had three points, one assist. That. So, how, how difficult was that for you? Mm. I, hearing your dad talk yeah, about that like, that development early on, how difficult was that for you? I mean, to be honest, it's kind of crazy. Like, I ain't really care. Like, I was in that point of life. Like, like basketball, I love the game. You know, and you can't cheat the game. Mm. And it's like, to me, it was just playing JV. I'm playing for my dad. Like. I didn't care about nothing else. Like, mm -hmm. you know, all these people doubt my my pops, and, and it's we like won city winning that city championship. No one could tell me nothing. They talking about that's JV, that's JV. I said I don't care. Like, did y'all win? Right, win. Did y'all win city? Mm -hmm. Nah, like and I so, don't care. Yeah, so. so then that next that next summer, you know, I, I told him this is what we gonna do, and and we did different things. We changed his his workout regimen, and um, that second year, it was. You know, JV, you know, he played both during the summer. Right, right, right. You know, and um, and I saw what was happening in the JV games. He was so frustrated because he would get double, triple team. And and I had in my mind, I said, he's not going to be able to play with me because he's not going to be able to get better. If they just double and triple him. See, most people yeah. just think points. All they see is points. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How can he get better with his skill set and other things if he's always being double, triple team? Well, he just got to get a ball up because he, he plays the right way. I had that happen to me before. <coughs> He plays the right way. But on varsity, <coughs> we had Day-Day Haynes. Mm -hmm. We had Solomon Mosley. We had Tyler Smith. Mm -hmm. had, so now yeah. he's out there, you know, in the first three games, he barely saw the floor. And I'll and I never forget this. I got angry. They was like, man, you should get him more minutes on JV. And I said, if we can't figure out how to get him in a game, <laughs> in play, on varsity, then he don't need to be here. Mm. And the next time around, it 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 was one of those things that happened. You know, they I, I don't know if they did it because they wanted to prove me wrong, or they did it because he deserved it. But they put him in the starting lineup, and he went for sixteen and sixteen and seven over at Limblom, and mm. he stayed in the starting lineup on varsity ever since. That's crazy. Ain't mm. well. <laughs> And until he got hurt, you know, he, he had a big he first team all um, 
Proviso West as a sophomore hit eight threes in a game, you know, and, and it, it, it created a, a way for our team. It was special because you had Day-Day who yeah, can break anybody down and score at will. Mm-hmm. will. And if they doubled him, he just – his stats started going up as assists, and he would kick out, and then Alex would yeah. hit the jump shot, yeah. and it just opened – it just – he spread the floor. And so it just happened so fast. And then when he got hurt, it was like boom. And so now it was like we got to take another route. You know, but here again – like his guys playing, ain't nothing I can do about yeah, this, and we'll yeah. figure it out. Uh, Alex, you talked about, you know, or just hearing you and your dad talk about just your overall development to where you are currently now as you sit mm-hmm. here. Um, do you love the game? I don't know. Is there something like more than love, like above that? Like, <laughs> I don't question. even know how I really explain it. Like, I don't know. It's like, I guess that was since I was two years old, you said I shot my first basketball. I think it was like a picture, but man, beyond that, like I feel like that's my life. Like I breathe that. And I and I know and it's like from from Coach Izzo, you know, I'm just bringing that up. Like that's 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 his like word, right? Isn't it like you, you know, you either like it, love it, and live it. So mm. and and it's like I live it. Like I know I'm still, you know, sixteen, you know, going on seventeen. You know, I haven't played as much basketball as you know these grown people not mm-hmm. in the league and stuff but it's just a different feeling when I'm out there you know it's like a lot of people say it, like they be like yeah everything goes away you play that game but it's like it's more it's more of that to me you know it's like just at one with the game you know everything you work hard for is just right there in front of you and, and it's for you to just go get it and take it so um what has been your best moment so far in high school on and off the court yeah, just in general. Just in school? general. Mm-hmm. Like no battles. Just, just. Uh, you can include both. Uh, I mean, the what? What did you say? So, the, what has been your best moment on and off the court? So, like moment. generally, um, as far as a high school student, and then on the court, obviously the court. as a player. Uh, I say off the court. <laughs> off the court, probably transition into that. You know, the Kenwood, like being in a school like that. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, and because you know eighth grade i was a cover year so like it right, wasn't right, in school. Right. so i forgot about all that because you know the only time i was really in school was the beginning of seventh grade because then the next half right, we right. went straight right. uh computer so um probably that like my freshman year like that was really fun like Just <laughs> that whole like oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah so it's like then right, then you see you know I, i'm just be honest like then you see like the older people now they going to college like you looking up to them you, well i was looking down on them but, but you know what I'm saying? it's like oh shoot like all right shoot i'm in high school what do i do like where do i walk <laughs> at like like and like it's funny because like now it's like the first day of me going to school as a freshman my thing was always like, oh shit, I gotta be on class on time. Mm-hmm. I got a locker, and now it's like, I don't need no locker. Like I'm <laughs> junior, I don't need no locker. I just got my book bag, and I hear kids in the morning talking about, come on, like the freshmen, because mm-hmm. now I'm a junior. I'm like, they like, come on, we can't be late to class. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, damn, that used to like, be you. Yeah, that used to be me. <laughs> but it's like crazy, like they not lying about that high school go by quick, very like, fast. After that freshman, like I'm telling you, it was a blur. I'm in the second semester, yeah. junior. I'm like, what, like. School just started, mm-hmm. but then you know on the court, like my favorite moment, um, it's it's, it's probably I don't really have a, a huge memory on it, but like I say, when it like really clicked on what where basketball can take you, um, it was that proviso us my sophomore year, like after that performance and everything like that, mm-hmm. it's just like like everything open, like I had like. 
little kids ask for pictures, you know, like autograph. I had a janitor that was a janitor for Proviso West walk up to me, can I get a picture? Like, and, and that's crazy because he, he's retiring and he came up to me again this year telling him, let me get this picture. I remember you from last year. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's just, yeah, so like, I feel like that's my favorite on court. You know, I know that's kind of off the court, but it's really no, no, court, no. I mean, those are those yeah. are good. Those are first of all the the fact that just using the janitor and the kids as an example, the fact that you can you you were or you are able to regurgitate those memories, yeah. right? For you or for them, if they ever see this or when they see this, like that's gonna be big. Like you were able to remember that. That mm-hmm. you you have no idea how much you know a memory means to somebody. Like, you know, your perception of the memory versus their perception of the memory, but the memory itself is what people remember. And yeah. so for you to remember that, like that's that's very that's 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 really, really like, dope. Yeah, it really come from like not because you're all No, no, you're fine. Like a lot of kids, you know, now they use a thing like, you know, D ride and all that. Right, 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 right. So it's like so like me, you know, I was like with the basketball, right? So I was kinda growing up. In, in middle school around JJ and then they knew so it's like I was watching them getting all that love and it's like <clears throat> I never thought to myself you know cause I was in that you know time where mm-hmm. you know I didn't really think basketball was really like for me even though I loved it so much I just felt like I wasn't like that cause I was seeing how much they was getting all this love freshman sophomore and when I'm a freshman I'm coming in and I start so it's like you know mm-hmm. what like so so when I started seeing that and then all it started to hit me, it was like, oh shoot, like like this happened to me now. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like, dang, like I ain't think and now I understand, like mm-hmm. this make you wanna keep going, keep going, keep going. So like just having that, I feel like that's that's the difference between, you know, <clears throat> like they ain't lying when when the fan base, you know, when a fan when you start getting the kind of fan base, like like in Serbia right now, like they say I'm in the news all over. I ain't never thought of that to even happen or click in my head. Like I got little kids in, on my Instagram, like when it pictures and stuff. So it's like it just shows me, like how much the game will treat you well back. You know you all the way, right. You mm. can't cheat the game. Like you just can't do it. Like so it's like it's just that's it just deep. Shows a that's lot. Super, yeah, that's super yeah. deep, man. Yeah. That's super deep. Um, I got so many spawned off questions in my brain that like it's hurting my brain <laughs> that I want to ask your dad because I'm I'm, <clears throat> I'm listening to him talk, man, and it's. It's a lot of knowledge. Over it's there. a lot of knowledge. Keep it. And so when you so 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 I mean th- this is your son and I and I know that you know I'm we very the, proud of. I, I just want so to it, though. It really clicked yeah. in um, to be honest from the injury like mm. injury. You started missing it. Everything. That's where Xavier's at when the whole year was taken from taken from him. And so like now he's seeing it. Even me like let me I'm as a so, dad, how did you feel as a dad? Like when listen, he got hurt. First of all, first you, ain't of all, nothing you can do. I, I, I was, I, I, I was, I, bro. I was, I was very you know emotional. Yeah. Um, he had tours ACL last year. Oh um, man. December the eighth. Senior. That's why. It's senior year. That's why you. We didn't get a chance to play him in the playoff game. In the playoff game. We went to Oak Lawn first round. Right. It was at Richmond. Yeah, you though. I thought, right? Uh, he no, played, no, he happened during the season. Or, it right, happened during right, the season. Right. Yeah, yeah, December eighth. Oh, yeah. when we was down there in Oak Lawn, you said Oak Lawn. It, the game was yeah, at Richmond. Playoffs. playoffs. Well, this is when you was hurt. Because he oh, can, he, oh, he couldn't play. No, he didn't play. He was he had he had. So to answer your question, it was very it was very emotional for me, but for two reasons, which some people know, some people don't. I'll tell you why. It was very emotional for me for the obvious. He was hurt. Initially, we didn't know how serious it was. It was just more of a hyperextension. But Xavier did what most kids would do. He downplayed the injury. He he convinced me to let him play way sooner than he should. 
And this is one of the not so many times where I'll go on record as an, a, a, uh, admitting I should have listened to his mother. I should have listened to my wife. She So he got hurt December the 8th. Xavier went through a few days of like icing, rehabbing or whatever. He was back on the court, I think like the 17th against Lemont and re-injured it. But between that span, it was like something wasn't right. Something wasn't right. And when he got re-injured, we finally got the MRI. But in between that span, my wife was like, just keep him out until, until the, the Christmas, even, yeah. even, not even that, until, until the Christmas tournament. Which is after Christmas, which was which would have technically given us three weeks. But in that three week time, I would have got a better gauge of maybe forcing of getting the MRI. And so I made the mistake of not doing that and letting Xavier convince me he was fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And so he re-injured it. So the second part of the emotional aspect was I failed him as a father. And the one thing that, again, way, 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 way down the line when you become a father, the one thing that a good father never wants to be known for or self-feel is failing their children. And I failed him. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't put my foot down. I didn't, I should have listened to my, like, I, I had so many doubts and what-if moments that I felt like I, not him, that I cost him his senior year. Where he started, Xavier started his senior year, like, I'm talking. It's killing. He killing. He killed I was Mount Carmel. He was yeah. killing. He was killing. So he, he had, but he had that, he had a, a fire in him. He was, he was. He wanted to show, it was almost like he had check marks. All right, I got you this game. I yeah, got you this yeah, game. I'm that's exactly, show. Yeah, so, so I, that's exactly what it was. Here's the thing, from a distance, because, and, and I'm going to go back into being a, you know, being a college coach and, and how I knew certain things, but it, it leads back to him. Mm -hmm. But I watched him. I watched his progression. I watched the things he was doing. I knew he had it in him. And I'm talking about your son. I know. I knew, I knew he had it in him. But it was a matter of, at this, especially at this level and with COVID, who was going to take a chance? Right. That's what it was for him. Yeah. Who, who's going to take who? the chance? And so, you know, behind the scenes, I'm I'm actually one of those people that a lot of coaches call and say, "What you think about this kid? What you think about that mm -hmm, kid? Mm -hmm. Hey, we need this. Who's available? Blah 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 blah." So he was one of those guys. I'm like, "You need to go see him. This is when you start talking about diamonds in the rough. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people afraid they ain't gonna pull it because a lot of Illinois schools they don't they don't pull it. They won't." Even the small Division One schools want the high major kids. Right, 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 right. You're not gonna get them. Wow. Develop, get what you can, develop them, and turn them into something. I started finding out different things to your point, and and, and thank you yeah, for through, that. Through, thank you. Yeah. I started finding out that I was starting to feel, and and I was being told that it a lot of it had to do with me, just you know putting you know just the platform and just kind of being you know. Uh, so, 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 so guess what? Everything that you've done, that I've seen that you've done, mm -hmm. other people were doing. Here's the catch. Go ahead, Competition say, is a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It is. And a lot of and people didn't really, like I wasn't from here. Yeah, but, but competition is, is something else. Yeah. But what you did, you was doing it for your son. I make no bones about yeah, that. That's, and, and, and I get yeah. it. And, and that's what you were doing. So other people, you know... That's what it, it was. Goes. Oh, he only doing this because of his son yeah, or for what, his son. It, 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 but see, a real person would know that 
you only doing it for your son, but guess what? It's benefiting the community. Everybody. Everybody. Right. Everybody. Yeah. So, and now your son is gone and you st I'm still, <laughs> doing, still it. doing this. So the reality is, is you shut a lot of people up. It, it was it was a deep thing, but you know what? <clears throat> it, it's just going to make him stronger. Right. It definitely made me stronger. But so, it, it really kind of made me look in the mirror and just really uh, appreciate what what I am doing and yeah. and 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 and, yeah. and know that um, that I'm, I'm you know I'm a part of this culture. Right. You oh, know, you are. I'm yeah, a part it, of this culture. Runs is a part of Chicago culture I, I, for so, sure. So yeah. so let me go back because I I remember real real fast. I'm gonna go to it. I was coaching college ball, and in my first year of coaching college ball, I won a national championship as an assistant coach at a junior college. Mm -hmm. And um, then from there, I was interviewing, getting ready to take a Division One assistant job, and then I saw the underbelly of it, where somebody came in and kind of like mm -hmm. did some stuff and, and, and threw some dirt, mm -hmm. and, and then mm -hmm. I, I mean, I had the job. It was promised to me and everything else by the head coach and then they ghosted me mm. made a phone call they you know they called me on my cell phone because back then you know <laughs> if you had a cell phone you had one yeah. but and, and usually your company paid for it mm -hmm, but then mm -hmm. i had the the uh voicemail at the house mm -hmm. on the regular phone so when they called my cell phone and they heard, heard that i was driving or whatever they called or they thought i was driving somewhere i picked up they called my home phone and then they called my home phone and left a message. All in all, I was there, but I listened because I, I wanted to see what the mm -hmm. you know thing was. And so after that, I came back home, helped my grandparents, one of them passed or whatever. And um, I started doing some other things here and then I helped my cousin build Moraine Valley Community College. His name was Dedrick Shannon. Okay. And we became real successful over there. Sent a couple of pros out of there went to the national tournament a couple of years, and then I came and, and began a part of, of the fire and helped them mm -hmm. do a lot of stuff when the EYBL first took off. Now, I always would tell myself, what is it? I'm, I, you know, I get off of these jobs and I couldn't leave. And then, I, you know, I had a son and mm -hmm. I was like, man, I can't go because if I leave, you know, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't leave. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and at the time, you know, uh, it was one of those things where it just hit me, you know, I, and, you know, me and his mom had divorced and, and everything was just going and I was just like, I can't leave. I got a job offer, money was right, but I couldn't leave. Mm -hmm. And all I ever wanted to do was teach and coach. And I wanted to be a division one mm -hmm. and I had the opportunities, getting calls to do it, mm -hmm. but I couldn't leave. And so that's when it, it really hit me and you know when I was coaching with the fire I had Jabari, Jaleel, Jalen Brunson. We, I, mean, we had all, I mean I mean every year I'm, you know so I was getting offers because I was with you know I with mean, them kids. We, was, we was kicking it. It wasn't just for them we had other kids. You talking about the, the heyday when Morgan Parks winning state championships. Mm -hmm, you talking mm -hmm, when, mm -hmm. when Simi I mean everybody was winning but we had and see, people don't even realize that the group that we had when we had Jalen Brunson was a bunch of suburban 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guys. We, they all played together. We just beat the shit out of everybody. Won Vegas. I mean, did stuff. We didn't, you know, we didn't even win some of those tournaments with some of the other big heralded players. But Jalen Brunson was a winning end. 
He, he came from Louisville, so he, you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with yeah, Jalen. He was a winner then. Mm -hmm. And 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 one of the guys that gave him the nickname, you'll see it sometime. Nick Irvin gave him the nickname the closer. Because it wasn't a game. If if it was a close game, get him the ball, man, spread the flow and let him work his magic. And that's what he did. Mm -hmm. But as it went on, I kept asking him, man, why? Why me? Why me? I got all the connections. I coached. I won at all levels. Here I am this. You know I want to coach Division One basketball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why? Why won't you give, give, me, me, give, give me opportunity? Give me this thing? Yeah, yeah. And that's when it hit me. All the stuff I've been through, I probably coached. I mean, a lot of assistants that's out there at the time, I coached more McDonald's All-Americans with the fire and being around than some of the guys at the schools that I was going to. I had the connections, East Coast and West Coast, because I coached down in Oklahoma. I was in Louisiana. I had a bevy of, of places to go. But then I kept thinking, why me? Wasn't about me. It was about him. Yeah. So when everybody else was trying to tell me, he ain't shit. He too slow. He can't do that. I already knew. Mm -hmm. Just give it time. Mm -hmm. Experience told you. Give it time. He's slow now. He got to grow into his body. He got to do this. He got to do that. And even now, people still doubt him. Which is wild. It's, it's go, it's but it's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come. And when it does, and for me, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Nothing's more important to me than the love of my city. Now, if your city turn on your back, you know, turn on you, that's one thing. But ain't no, it wasn't nothing. Like, I can remember high school basketball when I was in seventh and eighth grade, getting ready to go to high school. It was King and it was Simeon. That's who ran it for me. Mm -hmm. I can remember putting the the the, the hanger. You see, we used to take uh, the, oh, oh, open the, the hanger on the, the closet the door. door. Yeah, 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 cut yeah. out a winter hat yeah, and stub yeah, cap. Yeah, that yeah. was my neck. Yeah. And with a sock. Sometimes we used to have balloons. And we would, the way we lived, I mean, you know, we stayed in apartments, you, you would go through the dining room in order to get to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So the kitchen was one rim. And the, the, and the, the, the hallway yeah, going yeah, through yeah, the dining yeah, room yeah, was the yeah. other one. It's a drama mother crazy. And I and I and this story, I mean, for some it, it'll make people remember. I never forget. It's like, I mean, I can see it still to this day. I cut up uh uh what do you call that thing? <laughs> the, um, the white beaters? No, because if the wife beater would have been perfect. But I didn't have white beaters. We didn't wear white beaters as kids yeah, back then. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't. I had a uh uh long johns. <laughs> and I cut the long John up and made a jersey with Simeon 25. That way. Ben Wilson. Because I, I followed him around. Oh, I and I did the little stripe. You know, they had the blue and gold stripes. Yeah, yeah. So I had the blocks on the yeah. side. And I was Benji. Wow. And so that's, you know, that's, that's what we saw. And then when I was in seventh and eighth grade, you know, it was King. King was the castle. Why? Because I had a buddy of mine, they went to CVS, his name was Vernell Brent, he was being recruited by King. And they had Jamie Brandon and Johnny Selby uh, and all those he's guys. Coming up next. And so now, yeah, they, hey, when I tell you, that, I can remember when they was at Beasley and went to Beale, you know, all of the stuff, because I, I grew up over on 57th and Wabash, over okay. by Carter Playground, okay. and being watched the park. And so I remember all that stuff. And so it was just, you know, Chicago basketball. Is it's like a cult. It's, it, it is. No, you know it's not like it's not so, like. I, I mean, it means so much to me, and to see 
you know, because we I had him in the suburbs. We was in Romeoville. And then I moved, when I got divorced, I moved to the city. I brought him back to Chicago, knowing that this is what I would, if nothing else, this is gonna make him yeah, the player he's yeah, gonna become. Yeah, yeah. He, need, he needed that in his blood. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. this was his lineage, yeah, and this yeah. was his thing. Yeah. And so, you come to Chicago, and you deal with my longtime friends, the Irvins, and this is this is how it got started. Mm. And so, sky's the limit. But that was God told me that it was for him. Mm. That's what's up. And so that's where that goes. Alex, you are currently um, one of the ESPN top sixty. I mentioned you were number eleven in the region, number two in the state. Prep Hoops has you ranked number four. What do rankings mean? To- <laughs> And let, let me fix that because I saw it. I didn't want ESPN top sixty because I know when people see it, they're gonna start hating and go. Man, you no, 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 no. What I'm saying is this: he's not in. He's not in the top sixty. He's not in the ESPN top sixty. Oh, okay. When you go look it up, ESPN ranks only the top sixty players in the 2025 class. Okay. So now, but however, because ESPN ranks all of the kids. You know, they go, he was in the top 100 yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah. He was at, right. So if you look at him, he's just outside of that 60. Okay. And so the reality is, if you look him up, he's number 11 in the region on ESPN rankings, and he oh, is two spots number two in the state according to ESPN rankings. Okay. Man, I just want to say this. I, and I wasn't going to correct it. I don't yeah. give a fuck what you I, I know, I know, I know. I got you. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, 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 it's almost rant time. Yeah. It's almost rant time. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. You, I do that because I'm humble. I and I want him to be humble. I understand. You know? What's your thoughts I'm on these rankings? I'm always humble. All I got to say is, like, all these rankings, all that, you got these people sitting at a computer trying to evaluate 16, 17-year-olds and all this, or what they what they is right now and all this and that. That stuff don't mean nothing when you get between them lines. So all I got to say is this is, like, Two years next year, we're gonna be gone in college. Nobody gonna go back to no prep hoops and mm-hmm. go look at what they was ranked mm-hmm. in the state. Mm-hmm. Like no one gonna go to two four seven, go look at what they ranked at. Yeah. Like none of that gonna matter. You got people top twenty five in the country where they at now. Like mm-hmm. you're not not everybody gonna get drafted. Not everybody like that's just the truth of it. So it's like it's just you gotta keep working. Nobody care about that. Them people who don't even hoop trying to rank you. And try to say what you is. Like, Can I? I ain't got time. He segwayed like, me. He segwayed you right in. He segwayed me right in like, because I, I, I. That, this is exactly what I needed. I, I have a certain level of respect for some of these guys that do it because they have played or they, they, yeah. they, they pay attention. Yeah, no disrespect. Right? No, 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 none, yeah, no, none, none. Let me do That's that. Job, I, yeah, yeah, you know. Right. Everybody got a right. Right. My point is, it does extremely bother me when you have I don't care if they work for ESPN or 247 or on3 or mm-hmm. prep hoops I have I do I have a, a huge issue on these people who are sitting behind the computers who have never played the game on no level. I'm talking from what y'all call a grammar school to high school to no level like what you do is you either watching the stream or you get your fat ass out to a game and you got Diet Coke, a bunch of chocolate and, mm-hmm. and pizza eating that shit while you trying to rank 16 and 17. And, and you know what pissed me off the most? Like, this is what really pissed me off, right? So so I go out to a game in Bolingbrook and if he watched this, I'm just letting you know, like, you messed up, bro. But we, I go to Bolingbrook 
and I'll go uh, watch the game with my dad and, and his friend out there. So, you know, we in the area. Let's go watch the game. Mm-hmm. And I think they was playing Romeoville. Okay. And and I know Romeoville lost, but um, my, my boy TJ, he played for Romeoville too. So, I was going to watch the game after the game. So, I'm standing around. And, you know, I mean, you know how I said, like, usually, like, now it's kind of different. You always getting approached yeah, and stuff. Yep. So, you know, I'm used to that type of stuff, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I'm saying what's up, little kids and stuff. And then, you know, a couple reporters, hey, you, you go camp with this and that. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. So one of the reporters, he came up to me. And it was like, he kept, he I don't, I don't get how he was. He was like, yeah, you're Alex, right? Okay, yeah. And he was trying to talk to me about the game and stuff. And you know me, you know, I'm all, I'm never going to, like, you know, be disrespectful. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I was raised right. So, you know, I'm not saying that you're not raised, but I'm just, you know, no, you know I got how you. it is. So, yep. so I'm being respectful. I'm answering your questions. All right, this and that. And, and you know, he's still talking and stuff, and, and then now he's trying to compare. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, you ain't, why are you trying to compare other players, trying to say if I'm better than this player, better than this player, and all that? Like, I ain't here to answer no questions about that. Like, you asking me about a game, I ain't talk about the game. And he getting all into it. Like, he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, you just said my name out a couple seconds ago. Like, what you talking about? Like, that type of stuff. <laughs> so then... You know, I was like, all right, so that's cool. You know, you're talking and stuff. And I just got to a point, and it was my first time ever doing it. But it was like, I'm not going to sit here and just let you. Now you're trying to talk bad about you my teammate. Me. Right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. baiting so me. He baiting me, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And he got his phone. He think he's slick. He got that mug right here. So I'm like, whoa, like, that's yeah. crazy how these people yeah. are now. That's so a sample I, size. So I walk Straight off. Up. So I mm-hmm. walk off. And now he talking about, uh-oh, now he's mad. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like. Like for me, it's like wow. Like when did it get to a point like this? You know. So, but those so are local. That, that's yeah, local yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's, I, that's, I, that's, I, so, so I was about to say yeah. that's a sample size of what you will possibly have to deal with at any of these schools, particularly if they are Power Five. That's number mm-hmm. one. Number two is we live in. First of all, we living in a click a clickbait era with with social media and the internet. The internet mm-hmm. is way too powerful. Then we also living in the era where. Um, some of these people, and I won't even, as much as I want to, I'm not going to, but we live in an era where unfortunately people are always looking to tear down just our community. Mm-hmm. Just our community. And then you, you can read between the lines or however you want. And it's very frustrating to see that, like to hear that and just kind of put myself <clears throat> in that space that you probably were in. Had you said anything, Wrong. That would have been the biggest yep. story coming out of yep. out of the state yep. of how you treated him. And I think it's so corny that these reporters and these bloggers get a chance to do that. And also, don't take for granted the fact that he kind of caught you in that space without your dad there, because your pop probably would have rocked his ass. Uh, so he, he was over there walking and stuff. So it's like, but, but that's what people. That, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah. so, like yeah. they, yeah. they they try to do that because they know like sometimes yeah. we are. They know that you know our children are protected in a certain circle, and they wouldn't get an opportunity to, to do, do or even way. ask some of those questions, whether directly or indirectly, tone wise or clickbait wise, mm. if your dad was within the earshot of that or in that or in the immediate vicinity. They do stuff like that, and it, and it's it's. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Do you think college coaches uh, Hearing your answer Which was a fantastic answer Do you think college coaches Really pay attention To these rankings When it comes to The offers And you don't think They pay attention Okay Like of course They're going to look At the ranking Because it's like all right, now that's a player To look at Okay He up there All right, let's see Why he up there Okay okay But at the end of the day I got college coaches Telling me like Cover them like 
you you what in the country? Nah, you should be top twenty five. I don't know what that. So like they don't even care about that. They going off what they looking at. What they see. You know what I'm saying? Like like I'm not like I'm not even gonna say no names, but it's like some of these rankings top in the country. I'm out here playing against these dudes, guarding <laughs> these dudes, bro. They not even like that. Like, I ain't even trying to throw no shit. Like no no, it, no like, shit. Look, it's real. they top in the country. Right. No no, yeah, they yeah. top in the country yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm laughing too with you, but they top of the country, right? All right, they top of the country. But dude, ain't no 15 in the country. Mm -hmm. Dude, ain't no 25 in the country, bro. Mm -hmm. like, ain't no way. It's so it's like, so funny that you say that, right? I, I reached out to somebody today and. One of the players, one of the players that Prep Hoops does have above you is one of our guys. Like he, he a friend to the show. Great, great young man. Great young man. And I'm not going to name any young man. But when he told me where Alex was at number four, I said, "Well, who's the other three? So he sends me the other mm -hmm. three. And one of the three, I'm like, "Shout out to my nigga Gucci." Like just thinking about that interview, like mm -hmm. when people was like Gucci was better than Eminem, I'm yeah. like. All right, cool. That's what y'all think. Like, I don't, I don't see it. But and this, this is a yeah, good play. Yeah, there ain't no diss to him, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see it. But all right, cool. Um, between last year and this year, who was the toughest player that you had to guard? Who gave you buckets? Give them they flowers. This year. Between last year and this year, so far this last year. Last year and this year. Who was the toughest player you had to guard? Uh, I mean, I haven't. Be honest, I'm not like the defense that we play. To be honest, I don't really like guard nobody one on one. Okay. The people that I do guard, you know, my position. Like I'm not really like we we really. It's really like a lot of point guards. Are you talking about in the city or are you talking about nationally? Now, period. oh, you talking period. about period? Because oh, when about, you go to camps and you play on the circuit, oh, like, okay, I'm about period. That's like, what who, like who's the toughest person so, you had to guard? Toughest I had to guard. Uh. Dang, that's tough. I ain't. Gonna, I mean, who, what, what you think? I, I, let me let me just say this. He he guarded him a little bit, then he didn't have to. But I I would say, the the. What, what's 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 the uh, uh uh from 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 Florida, the Boozer twins. Oh, can't. Well, he ain't. That game, no, you because you you had him a couple of times. Yeah, but he but ain't. then you 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 had. I mean, you had different people. But that game there, because that was a big time game, he had 15 points and like six or seven rebounds in that game. Mm -hmm. All right. And it was down, I think we played them in Atlanta. And that was a big thing. We was playing the Night Rides. Which, oh, you're not talking about the PGM? No, I'm talking oh, about okay. the first game. Mm. Not the PGM game, the first game that was in Atlanta. Okay. And and they ended up winning the PGM, didn't they? No, yeah, yeah, they won PGM two mm -hmm. years in a row. Yeah, it was them and. and, and, and um, and and and, 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 and and the guy oh, uh, Cooper Flag, yeah, Cooper, right, yeah, because right, 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 right. Cooper. But you didn't match up too much with Cooper. No, he had seven though. So yeah. Um, when you think about when you think about you know games that you've played against, um, when you are matched up, I know you said from a Kimball standpoint, the, the defense that y'all play usually mm -hmm. is is kind of more of a group effort. Yeah. How, how would you describe? How would you describe your defense? Like, you know, are you are you, do you are you aggressive? Do you like to kind of read and react? Like, what type of defender is Alex? I'll just say in general, though. Like, I feel like, of course, I ain't gonna. I'm I'm just keeping a hundred. Like, I'm not the 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 guy where you got the best player out there. You know, you want me to guard him right away. No, I, I feel like I'm still developing myself on okay. defense. Fair like, enough. I'm just keeping a hundred. Fair enough. I gotta use. See, I'm long and stuff, so it's not like someone get a shot over me. I feel like I'm really good with that. You know, okay. Stop from getting shot, but 
my thing is, you know, you know, getting to a point where, you know, I could guard the big guy down there in the post, all this, but, you know, I'm a wing as well. So okay. I got to get better because I know at the next level, these people, they're going to be putting me on smaller people. Mm -hmm. So I got to get myself ready, and that's what I'm still working on, you know, just getting myself ready to guard one, one through five, like I said, two through five. Okay, so. fair enough. Who was Barbecue Chicken? Who you gave buckets to? Give me a player and or a team that you gave buckets to. I got buckets to Dimaje. I say him. Okay. He know it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, and then you said team. I mean, I just I ain't gonna lie. Well, I just said recent perspectives. Okay. I just right. gave buckets to them. Okay. But nah, my car. Yeah, nah. We just. We just been balling. Okay. I ain't gonna lie. Right. We just Fair been enough. balling. Fair so. enough. I did. I ain't no sp specific, but I just. Feel I did like have. I'm gonna look balling. real quick. I had written down. You gave perspectives 21, 11, 5, and 4. You gave. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. That was crazy. You it gave. Was, it was four steals, too. Yeah, well, I got four blocks. They had four blocks. I, or was at, it two? It's four blocks and four steals. No, it okay. was four steals. All right. Nah, it was across the board. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you shit. gave Inglewood 18 and 8, and you gave High Park 10 and 10 and 4. So. You know, you definitely been giving out bucks. I've been, I've definitely been paying ball attention. On Mount Carmel too, though. And Mount Carmel's a good team. Twenty yeah, Mount Carmel's yeah. a good team. We needed that one too. Um, yeah, Warren, maybe all Warren, time. Oh, Warren. Warren. No, no, I, yeah, no. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say that right now. I get y'all buckets, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cause they were talking crazy on Twitter. I ain't gonna oh, say, word. man. Like, I don't like after we lost, Alex Austin. Couldn't beat us, overrated, like all of that. And I, ain't, I told you I ain't never had stuff like that. Right, right, right. I got these people sending me messages at the messages on IG, like the the requests and stuff, mm -hmm. like that stuff just full of it, like it's crazy. For a long time, Dad. For wow. a long time, when I first let Xavier on social media, right, I was in. I bro, it, it, all that sh shit was coming to me too, it's, and I had to like, and he was handling it very well. I'm, I'm, I'm I the, laugh at the females too, by the way. <laughs> The females too, and so I did get to a point where I had to like understand social media. Well, I understand it. No, we need to understand it because there's a man and where you from and how you grew up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do. It's you know. Fair enough. People are what they call trolls. No, what you call it trolling. We call it. Fake gangster, yeah. fake yeah. gangster. Well, not, yeah. not, yeah. not, yeah. not even that. Not even that. I'm talking about yeah. well, well, that too. What, because I actually had, a, I, and I'll tell y'all off camera. I actually had a situation with a, a player from the 23 class that got real spicy with me on. Um, what's our guy? Do the videos, young balls on, young, oh, on yeah. one of young balls oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. on one of his oh, lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, got yeah, super yeah. spicy with me on. That was like early a couple months ago, right? No, this was like last year. And yeah. this this is a kid who came to my, I mean, this not that he wasn't shit. This kid came through the platform. I, right. I gave him my, I gave, gave him, him an platform. opportunity. And he was, when I tell you he was talking spicy, like I, I had to like, I responded to him. You had to respond, remember. And then I had Whoa. to like. I shouldn't be doing this. It ain't that serious. But it, but, but it, it like he took me there. Yeah. And I'm talking about a kid, like a kid, no. like, like, because they acting grown. And, yeah. and so man, you forget that they. And so then it got that to a point where it's like, you know what? Exactly. It got to a point yeah. where it was just like, you know what? I might need to talk to your dad because either your dad is going to correct it, or I'm gonna knock his ass out. Like that, that's where I was at with it. See. But after a while, I just had to kind of chill, and I I, I I deleted him and I blocked. You know what I'm saying? It's like I can't be in that space if my if my if if my calling is this. 
I can't allow myself to get no, in that space. Because there's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be a lot of that. Because everybody now that wants Zay to be is not the playing no more. And I got it a lot when Zay was playing. Right. Yeah. And so now that he's not playing, now everybody want to be. But when and, he was playing, anyway. And, and then that's, yeah. why, that's why I let the JV program go at Kimberly yeah. last year. It was, yeah. It was, it was too much. You know, it was too yeah. much. Anyway, last couple of questions. Name your all-time favorite NBA five starters and one six-man. D-Rose. Okay. D-G. Okay. Uh, shoot a guard. Who I think is shoot? Well, I'm going to put KD. And don't, it could be positionless. So positionless? This is, this is your team. Oh, uh, I got all K- time KD, Go ahead. D-Rose. Okay. Uh, who else I got up in there? Yeah, KD, D-Rose. Trying to think. You got? Oh, I got Kareem in there. Okay. I put Kareem in there. Okay. And I got... Uh, That's three. Who else? Who else I got up in there? I got KD, D-Rose, Kareem... MJ. Okay. I tweaked. I didn't even say MJ. I okay. just tripped. Right. Well, I was waiting on it. I was waiting yeah, on it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. Who's your fifth? I'm trying to think. All right. No, you put this out there. They're going to think I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I got to think. I got to be smart with this. That's because no, it's, it's not no, no. been a power forward in your generation. No, nah, look. All right. So, look. I got, right, D-Rose, MJ, MJ, KD, KD Kareem. Kareem. Oh, and Akeem Olajuwon. Okay, that's five. Who's your sixth man yeah. coming off the bench? Six man coming off the bench. Oh, I'm going to be recent with him because I already got them. I need a little backup. And I already know he's going to give buckets with his little... Euro European game, Luka Doncic. Okay, you know he's coming. That's not. That's, that's fair. Man. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm age myself a little bit. I'm gonna go AI, Kobe, MJ, LeBron, Hakeem, and my six man Jamal Crawford. Mm, Jamal. Pops, give me yours. Five starters, these six men. That, that, oh, that's rough. You can't ask him. Yeah, because I, I I might have to go with all Chicago team. Go ahead. So it's, this is your team. Yeah, I'm, 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 go ahead. Yeah. And we talking about like in their prime, right? Go ahead. All right. Yeah. So at, at the point guard spot. That's tough, but I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with, with Isaiah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Mike. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with um, uh, big man. I got. I got. I gotta go with Shaq Diesel. Can't go wrong with Shaq. I Diesel. gotta go with Shaq Can't Diesel. Can't go wrong with the Diesel. I'm gonna go with Elijah Wong. Okay, that's four. You know, and yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Elijah Wong. No, I got Shaq Diesel in there. So I don't need to go with Elijah. I'm gonna okay. go with Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, the big mm-hmm. fundamental. Nice. Big nice. fundamental nice. because see, I, I got I got to put them switch. together right. because Elijah. Yes. One, I don't need Shaq if I got Elijah. Yeah, one. that's true. Or vice so, versa. Or right. vice versa. So I'm gonna Who's go with fifth? those four. Um, and then fifth, man, I I I, I gotta go with uh, who, hold on, who who's that again? I you got Isaiah, Mike, you said Shaq. Isaiah, Mike, Shaq, no, no, Tim, Duncan. Tim Duncan. And then, uh, man, that's, that, that's kind of tough. I'm trying to show my allegiance to Chicago. but um, <laughs> All I need now, and then we got, we just, I, I, just give me Scotty. I, I mean, give me Scotty. That's my all-time favorite player. Who's your six man? Who's your six man? Who's your six man? Off the bench. My six man off the bench, because I got all these these big hybrid guys. I gotta have another small guard, and I'm gonna come from Chicago, so I'm gonna go with Tim Hardaway. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right, last uh, two 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 three questions, um, Alex. Um, I'm Muslim, and in Islam, we believe that our children pick us as parents. So hearing that, 
thinking about your mother and your father, what do what do they mean to you knowing that you picked them to be your parents, your guardians, the people to watch over you? What, what do they mean to you? I don't, no words can explain. Like, I just, I don't even know. It's like, this dude right here, he for me, you know? Small pop. <laughs> no, I just feel like, you know, it was, it was just, it was meant to be like, you know, my my journey that I, you know, need, like the journey that I'm on, the path that I'm on, everybody has their own path. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I go by. And and I feel like, like how he said, all the things he's been through, everything he's been through, he could be right now head coach at one of the top schools in the country right now for college. But it's it, it all fell in place where now he's guiding me to make my decisions for my future, you know, and, and play at the highest level. Mm -hmm. and And, you know, he helps with my mindset. But then here comes my mom, you know, being the one to always keep my head high, That's you what know, and, and and make them good meals that I need for my game. <laughs> right, but, right, right. but just be there and, and, and be my biggest supporter and 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 allowing me to, you know, also, you know, have my dad's side, but then my mom's side. And now having that European in me as well, bringing that into mm -hmm. my life. Now I got a whole nother community supporting me as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like. It was it all fell in place, it's all falling in place as we speak now, you know, as, as I'm going, but just having them two with me, you know, and, and you, you know, can't take that for granted, you know, and, and I ain't trying to make the move sad, but, you know, not everyone has that. And and I'm, you know, beyond grateful for it, you know, so it's it's like not a day goes by I ever think about it, be like, you know, ain't like I, I've got two loving parents that just want the best for me. So. You're right, not a lot of people, it's not a sad thing, It's that's the reality, A lot, not yeah. a lot of people have that. Um, no, Dad. When you when you hear that, right? And we we, we did. We we we've talked about. We've alluded to the importance of our presence as black men and just fathers in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you hear him, you know, talking about you and his mom like that, like you know, describe that feeling. Um. Maybe I did something right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. I mean, you know, uh, Alex' family situation is a little different, and the fact that. You know, me and his mom divorced when he was young, mm -hmm. and so I remarried. But in the back of that, I also have my mom as well. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, he has a a, a bigger community even at home. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, when 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 I decided to uh, bring him to the city. I, you know, my mom helped me make that transition. I was working nights, and, mm. you know, we did all that, and, you know, and so forth. And then now with even, you know, um, getting to school and, and doing all that, you know, my wife, Carrie, she she does a lot to to go in between that and, and help a lot mm -hmm. with, with, with making him the person he is. And so, you know, between, you know, it, it's one of those things, man, it, it's, it, it's a blessing. It's just a blessing. And, and I don't know any other way to... To put it, because you know, it, it, it's it's just it's just one of them things. How important, how important is it, and or was it to be able to have that, um, that relationship with his mom to be able to still effectively and positively co-parent. Not saying that it, you know, wasn't. <laughs> I, listen, listen, I get it, I get it. You know, I'm not saying that it, it, it probably yeah. was some stuff, but like no. y'all at a point now where. This is the important part that, right and here. That, and that's really what it comes down to mm -hmm. more than anything else. You know, um, I'm getting better. 
they co-parent it. Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, what I can say, and and I hope this is a blessing to someone else. It's not about me, and it's not about his mom. It's about him. him. Right. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that it's not about you, it's about your child. You tend to make better decisions and certain things you have to let go you you have to you know so my uh, my, my siblings and i our upbringing we had a very unique thing going with my mother and father where they even though they divorced they remained like best friends to this is how deep it was my mother's house currently that she lives in was my father's sister's house that he bought for her then when my father died on his deathbed, the morning my father died, he signed over all of his properties and his veteran benefits to my mom and then created, unbeknownst to us until we found out that right. morning, a plot. So when, when my mother's time comes, everything's taken care everything of. is not only taken care of, my dad was a slick one, he wanted her to be buried with him. <laughs> mm. that's, how, that's, how, that's how it goes. I mean, but um, yeah. I, I had a unique relationship with um, my mother and father had a, un- a unique relationship with my brothers and sisters. And I, we benefited from that. But what it showed me, what my father was able to show me was the importance, of regardless family. of family and what it meant to be a father. He, he laid some very specific seeds in me and all my brothers as it relates to making sure that. You know, we are present and active. And for me personally, because of the unique and sometimes contentious relationship I had with my dad, um, we're from the old school military, never really showed emotion, never really kind of like, I, I remember before my father died, I'm like, man, I, I don't even know you love me. Like, I know you do because your actions show, you put a roof over my head, you feed me, but you never tell me or you never told me. Now it's it's a huge part of my interaction with Xavier and his brother. Like there's not one day that does not go by that I don't tell either of them that so, I love them. And I know that's important. So so that's very important. And growing up, you know, the, the household that I grew up in, you know, I had a single mom. And um my grandfather pretty much ended up raising us, mm-hmm. me and my brothers. And uh that was the, the biggest thing ever, what you just said. My grandfather instilled in us, I love you. My grandfather would, you know, we'd be outside playing, he'd come and give us a kiss on mm-hmm. the forehead mm-hmm. or whatever, kiss on the cheek, and people would be looking at it. And I, that was normal. That was normal. Right. You know, I, I, we had what we had in our family, and, and, and it was unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Like, my grandmother would take in people, and my, my mother would take in people, you know, we knew. I, it's a it's a big story, but the reality was is that's what I taught my son. I gave him hugs and kisses when he was younger, and he knew that that's a part of love. Like to this day, right now, now that he's six nine, he likes to you know just get under my skin. He wants to hug me and bite me. Exactly. Do I'm, I'm laying way. down? Yeah. I'm laying down trying to go to sleep. Exactly. Gonna do that. And 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 you know what? At the end of the day, you know what he always says now? You gonna miss this about oh, yeah, 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 yeah. be gone yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. And, but the reality is, is that shows that I put that in him, and it's there. So it's very important. It's, it's very and important. It, it, it's, and Alex hit something yeah. on the head that is 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 very important as well. 
even the relationship that y'all still have, and as it continues to grow, not a lot of people have that. Even the people who may even have a father or yeah, father figure, yeah, just yeah. relate. The relationship mm -hmm. is very important, and I and I and I wholeheartedly hope that you never ever lose that because at some point dad's not going to be here and right. remember I said those memories yeah. is all you're going to have so you need to create as many of them for your personal bank as possible and what I even started doing back when before my six year old son was ever born actually this, this is the first time I remember saying this out loud I actually created about five years ago, four or five years ago, Ziggy is six, so it was about six years ago, six or seven years ago, I created a email account. And every so often, I just send pictures to that email account. And I have that email account set up within 15 to 30 days of me not responding, if I, something happens to me, mm -hmm. that an email gets sent to their mother and to them to get access to that email to have all those pictures sent to them. That's hard. Yeah. That's dope. Like, my, 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 my sons, they, they mean the world to me. Like, there's not a, I don't do anything good or bad without them in mind. And even the bad is like, he'll be all right. No. <laughs> 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 um, last, last two things, man. Last two things. Um, just give me your overall thoughts, um, Alex and Dad. Give me your overall thoughts um, on the Exposure Runs platform. What you guys think it means to the high school athlete, and just kind of where we are now. Like, what's your what's your overall thoughts on it? I feel like it's a it's a great a great way of you know you know putting Chicago you know on spotlight, especially with basketball. But like. You know, <clears throat> like this, you know, being here and, and, you know, hearing the questions, it's like, it's, it's different. You know, you ask questions about my family then about me and, and outside of basketball and, you know, just really deep, different things. Not a lot of people do that. So me being able, be, me being able to express those things just shows, you know, how much, you know, hard work you put in as well, though. And, and creating a platform like this, you know, I'm seeing stuff on my IG search, like the reels. So I'm just going through reels. I see exposure runs. I'm like, oh, yes, shoot, sir. you know. And I'm just seeing, like, how you guys bring the city together at those, you know, showcases as well. Like, you know, when y'all had that showcase, that was all my feed was. Like, just after, you know, hours, later hours, hours, mm -hmm. just exposure runs. So I just want to say, like, what y'all doing, man, it's, you know, uh, I appreciate everything y'all doing and stuff because you know that's it's really big and, and you know I hope nothing but the best you know for future. I, I, no, we really appreciate that and and then I'm gonna give you opportunity, but let me say like just having a young person like yourself of your caliber, uh, as as far as your notoriety and and, mm -hmm. and 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 you know your experiences that you have and just taking the opportunity and and taking some time out of your day to come up here and and, and talk to us for the last hour or so, hour and a half almost. Um, it really means a lot to me personally because, as Dad pointed out, when Xavier was done, I, I was done I, I, because I accomplished what I set up. When I started this, my goal was to get him to school mm -hmm. and possibly not come out of pocket. Right. I exceeded the goal of what I started out to do. So technically speaking, yeah, right. that was my vote. Yeah, I'm done. I don't need. And then it was just like, yeah, but I started it for the Xaviers, not just Xavier. The goal was to start it for Xavier, but it was like there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of Xavier's in Chicago alone. I haven't, we haven't even fully tapped into these other states yet. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like being sprinkled in there. But you, but you know what? You don't have to tap into other states. You got more than enough here. 
the other more states. Than the yeah, others, so, right. You got more so. than enough here. It's other guys from other states that can come and benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it it's here. A lot of a lot of college coaches don't come into Chicago no more for different reasons. You know, but they still call and, and inquire. Up inquire mm-hmm. But they don't really come in because I you know the best way to say this without stepping over the game is fucked up. Mm-mm. People have messed Follow it up. It is. Yeah. And so until that, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to change, I, you know, but, you know, everybody wants to now, the me, the me, the me, the me. And and, and, and so that that's not going to change anytime soon, but you continuing to do what you do, trust me, there's more than enough here. It's just how you want to do it, you know. I mean that that the thing what you call it, exposure runs they come in from all over. I look up is you know different ones that everybody's throwing all these open runs and stuff like that. That yeah, I mean, ain't nobody doing it like we, we are. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. We ain't nobody y'all doing it like on the what, what's we the four y'all doing on what's it called? Oh, one sixty seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, y'all got the whole window. So here's here's here's, here's, the, here's one of the major differences that the I do this is that I'm adamant. And I mean adamant on continue. I've, I've started it and continuing to do it for free. Uh, 92% yeah, of what we do comes out of pocket. It's either come, the showcase is either coming out of my pocket or my partner Ryan Foran's pocket. And then some of the other things that we do, like with the food and, uh, and, the, those, and those shout out to SVI yeah. for the, for the sweatsuits yeah, and, the, and the clothing and the jerseys or donations. When yeah. I first started, I raised $10,000 through, through, through uh, GoFundMe. And, and 90% of that came from my people in Philly. And I took that $10,000 and I spent an entire summer at the Pullman Center. I bought out a whole month and a half of the Pullman Center. I bought jerseys uh, from, um, uh, I, I, I remember. Family. Like the whole the whole nine. I bought food, yeah. I bought basketballs, I bought some kids sneakers. Um, and then it's just kind of grown to, to me and Bo. And my, my first two, my very first two uh, uh, financial sponsors, if you will, was Derek Ellison and my guy Tyree Booker from Philly. No questions asked. Boom, here go X amount. Boom, here go X amount. And then I just kind of grew from there. And and, and he caught the basketball plug. He's definitely D, the plug. D is, is, a, is a hell of a guy. He does. And, and you know what I love guy. about this man? Let me tell you what I love about Derek is that a lot of people talk so much shit about him behind the scenes or or out in the open. And that's he, that's he him, does, though. He, he, he does so much it. for these people, yeah. kids, and they don't even they realize don't, it. They don't even know. They don't even realize what he's doing for these kids, they don't, they and he don't, don't even want the. Cra- they, I, I talk to D pretty frequently. Yeah, but I'm saying they don't. They don't know. They don't even know. They don't even know. And it'd be the people who talking the most. Like I don't. I don't took or made a yeah. phone call for your kid. They don't. But they cool. don't know. They don't know. And and I know it because I, I I know that other side of it. You get phone calls all the time, you know. And it's it's sometimes they some good ones. Sometimes there's some bad ones. Yeah. So that's why I don't necessarily get upset when people tell me. You know, Alex need to do this. Alex need to do that. You're right. He does need to do this and do that. But he got time to do it. He got time to do it. He don't have to have it today just to make you happy. Man. He's going to have it later. It's still not going to make them happy. Even even (laughs) when you do it. It's still not. They're going to find something else. Uh, Lastly, let me me ask you to do this. I want you to look at that camera, and I want you to give yourself a future message. You already said you see our stuff up and down the timeline, so you're going to see this up and down your timeline. Give yourself a future message. Uh, 
future self. I don't know what to say. I, I'm just say this before I even say I got like a I got like three videos in my phone and people probably be like, what the heck he doing? I took a video when I was hurt and my eighth grade year going to high, or my freshman year when I was in plan and I made and I said watch in 2025. I don't know. I still don't even remember making it. And it said watch in 2025. And I'm and I'm waiting till 2025 to see what it said, but it's something like it's like a future message. That needs to be a part of your recruitment video. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying when you do the little montage and it's like, uh, yeah. hey, you know, I'm going to make my decision to go to. Make sure that that video that you're talking about is a part of yeah, that montage. I, it's in my phone. I, it's uh, it's got its own thing, but it's on lock. Like, it okay. letting me go to. Okay. Show. Yeah, but uh, my future self. Uh, I mean, you somewhere striving. That's all I know. But uh, you know, just keep working. You almost, you know. You almost to the top. You gonna get there, and and you know, um, you know. I don't know what else to say to me. I mean, I mean that's short and sweet. It's good enough, man. Yeah, it's good yeah. enough. Dad, yeah, get, like, give your boy a future message. Quick and sweet. Um, all I can say is, is I'm proud of you. Um, I hope you get a chance to achieve the many things that you want to achieve. And, 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 and go as far as you possibly can. It's my job to put you in a position to achieve those goals. Mm. And so far, so good. <laughs> and, and when you look at this, I hope that we actually on our way down to the green room. Mm. <laughs> no matter what year it is. And no matter what green room. Oh, oh, you're talking about the green room. The green room. I got you. The green room. I got you. It's, it's, I mean, it's up to you. Now, I've done my job. It's up to you. Mm. You work hard, you work harder, and you become the best player that you possibly can be. And the sky's the limit for you. Sky's certainly the limit. Um, again, I, I want to take an opportunity to say thank you to you both. Um, Alex, I really appreciate you, know, you just being here. But more than anything, I appreciate you um, being open to showing a side of yourself that most people don't get an opportunity to see. Yeah. Um, sometimes we we guard ourselves as fathers. We uh, we give you guys tools on how to guard yourselves, uh, but like you know, me being able to create whatever comfort and space for you to just be who you want to be in this moment, like that, really means a lot to me. So I, I really thank you for that. Um, Dad, thank you uh, for um, just allowing me to be in your son's space. Uh, thank as you, dads, we don't, we don't, we don't, we selective on who we let know no, in our we, children's we, spaces. We, we are, but I mean, so everything. I appreciate that. That means a lot. I always say everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You know. um, before we go, I do want to do my shout outs. Of course, I want to give a shout out to AGN Plus, my guy Bo Harrison across the board. Um, there's no Exposure Runs podcast. There's almost no Exposure Runs without you, brother. So I really appreciate that. I really appreciate oh, where we're God. going. Um, with this thing so thank you uh, obviously the numerex and Tyree Booker uh, my guy from Philly as always he hates that I always mention him because he's like man I, my, you done paid it back tenfold like nah brother <laughs> nah I haven't uh, obviously to SVI Sportswear who sure. is a huge you know they are uh, our sponsors for the podcast for the showcase for the unsigned senior event they make you know my, my dope sweatsuits and my jerseys and my hoodies I should have bought one but I got you I'm gonna give y'all uh, I got, got the black hoodies with the with the skyline I'm, I'm gonna hook y'all up um, of course, Derek Ellison, I already mentioned him, National Director of Scouting of Mac Irvin, Shot Prep, and Example, a.k.a. the Bone Collector, as he calls himself. And then and the my plug. partner, you the plug. plug. Yeah. And then my partner, Ryan Forehand from the Shot Town Showcase. We got the unsigned senior event on March the 30th. Um, that's going to be a huge event. We're putting that together. 
Um, my last thing I want to do is I actually want to put you and dad on the spot. And, um, and of course, you can change your mind at some point later on down the line. But when you do make your decision or you come to that point of making a decision, I'd like us to be the people that you come on and make that decision with. I think that's a good So, suggestion. you know, you guys can kind of, you know, put y'all on the spot. I know at some point you'll get to a national, actually not at some point, but, you know, you're already there. But you'll probably get pressure from that school to do it with their people. But we hope, you know, as the little guy, you guys will want to come on and do it with us. You know? hometown stuff. A little hometown yeah. cooking. Yeah. Now, I ain't so. even trying to brag enough, but, man, it's already, like, Set up? No, it ain't set up, but I'm saying it's like there's a bunch of people asking, like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, no, it's a, I ain't even dropped no top 10 or nothing. I'll tell you what, I'll let him figure this one out, but sometime this summer, we probably, you know, we'll probably be getting ready to do a 10, and then we start taking visits, and we're ready to do a 5. You know, that last one, it's, it's kind of tough because usually they usually do it in the schools depending mm -hmm. on, you know, it just depends. I, mm -hmm. I can't tell you what's going to go from now to then. Yes. If he does what he's supposed to do, hopefully he'll be on ESPN. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. Yeah, we will want that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? We will definitely want that. That's what we want. But my thing is, is let's, let's try to do something maybe with the, the – the, Ten or the, or the top yeah. five, oh, something yeah. like that. Let's yeah, yeah. Because that, my know, thing is, is I, I've always been a person that want to give back to our people, and you were an outlet for my son and his talents. So I need to be able to give that back and give you. No, we appreciate that. Thank you. I already know I'm gonna have like a, uh, yeah. you know, a picture thing. I ain't gonna say with who, but they know. And then yeah, I come on. Yeah, yeah let's do I'll it. Buy like what the ten hats or something. Yeah, sit them down like this. We can do it. We got we'll have the space for it. But either way, man. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I know I took up a lot of you guys' time, but uh, it was extremely valuable to me. Um, yeah, so, um, thank you, and uh, we look forward to you know seeing you guys the rest of the season. Good luck with the rest of the season, bro. Appreciate Go out there and get them work, my man. Sure. Yeah, pops. Appreciate you. Thank you appreciate very much. You. We'll see you guys on the next episode.